Hello, Internet. Welcome back to the Fast Triple Lounge. Uh, mixing up the introduction this time. You listen to episode 29. Uh, I am Patrick. I'm joined by Seth and Steve. No Josh this week. Say hi, everyone. Hello there. I'm back, baby. Yeah, we've, we've traded one for the other. Seth, uh, throwing to you for a sec. Is this an improvement? Is this is this trade going to give us more points in the Fantasy League that is the Fast Travel Lounge Fantasy League? Uh, Steve, do you like Blitzball? It's all right. It's an improvement. <laughs> you, do you want to explain what Blitzball is? Because I get the feeling that's like the Venn diagram of people that know what Blitzball is and um, normal I feel like societies. it's one of those, if you know, you know, if you don't, you don't. You know what I'm, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, we don't need to explain Blitzball. It's like, if you're in a no, you're in a no, and you're one of the good ones. <laughs> Mm. If if you know what Blitzball is, you are also an improvement. <laughs> You're an improvement to the to the fantasy league that is the audience of Fast Travel Lounge. Um, so what would you describe Blitzball as then? Is underwater it soccer. Underwater basketball? Okay, soccer. Well, underwater soccer is just water polo, isn't it? No, no but it's like in, in, in like actual full-on underwater. You're, you're trapped in a bubble of water. You're not trapped. You're free to leave whenever you want. But you're playing underwater. I like to, I like to believe that they're trapped in there. Something they could fucking tease, could fucking drown, eh? <laughs> they hold their breath for very long times. When, 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 they, when, when they go through their air, does the bubble get smaller? No. I think it's just in a constant state of getting <laughs> filled up. Like, I think, I believe it's in a glass dome. I thought it was just like someone's blowing, like a, like a big giant's blowing like a bubble, but it never quite pops. And he's got to keep going the... <laughs> but it doesn't really Every so often he has to stop and just, and just... <laughs> the bubble. <laughs> And every now and then he's like, he does the, well, I can't, I can't do the sound, but like the, he's hocking up like a loogie in there. Can we move on, please? <laughs> Seth, Seth, I don't want to see Steve's bubble anymore. In fact, you're, cool. you're the host, Patrick. You're the one that controls the pace of this segment. True, true. true uh, yeah, you're right. That's on me, guys. My bad, my bad. Uh, well, we got through the absolutely ginormous just list of lists last week uh, and this week. Seems like it's uh, a bit shorter. Thank, <laughs> thank God. A <laughs> um, few things to cover off. Uh, should be good. Should be good. Um, Krispy Kreme chat. Just quick, quick check in from uh, fr- from the guys. Uh, you know how 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 are we doing on the Krispy Kreme front? I went to Hobart last week, um, and in the domestic terminal, I spotted a Krispy Kreme. Um, I promptly. What are you doing going to Hobart? I'm Dark Mofo, baby. That's like an it's like an art festival down there. It's really good. Highly recommend it. I'll be going next year as well. I'll see. I'll see. We'll do. I'm we'll surprised do a that there was an arts festival there. and it wasn't in Melbourne. <laughs> well, no, it's just, it's love it's I'm surprised there was anything and it was in Hobart. <laughs> well, no, it's like a it's it's set up by the um the guy that owns that Mona art gallery down there, and he's pretty much just bankrolled this. There's an art thing. gallery in Hobart in general. Yeah, yeah. I thought it, it was just a prison island for Australia. True. That's what it used to be. Um, but, uh, so it's the prisoner arts program. <laughs> you get to no, walk in and see what you want to put on the fridge for reformed criminals. Yeah. No, yeah, it's, it's, um, or it's, Hobart's like really known for its art, I guess. Because it's got Mona, which is this billionaire or millionaire or whatever he is, David Walsh, it sort of collected a bunch of like weird pieces. Whoa, whoa, you can't just dox a rich person like that. He'll come after you, bro. What do you mean? He literally owns the museum. It's back. It's literally, so the museum has like a wall of like, um, like unironically, like a wall filled with vaginas. It's got a, a, a machine that like <laughs> makes poop and it literally I, poops it out and it like stinks. I'm sorry. Can we go back out. to the pussy wall for a moment? Yes. What, 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 would, what, would, what would an ironic wall of vaginas look like, Steve? <laughs> 
I don't know. Like, all the cats or something? <laughs> okay, he's got us there. Yeah, yeah, all right. But anyway, so we're getting, we're getting right, way off topic here. So then I'm in the domestic airport, and there's a Krispy Kreme. I walk over there, and I'm like, hey, two Krispy Kremes and a mocha, please. And the lady's like, yeah, sure thing, nine bucks. And I'm like, thanks. Um, and then I had my original glazed um, then and there. I smashed it down in about two bites. Um, and then I left the other one in my bag, and I forgot about it. And I had that a week later. <laughs> That um yesterday actually. <laughs> Wait, you had a Krispy Kreme donut a whole week later. Yeah, it was in the bottom of my bag. They preserved really surprised, nice. I'm surprised the sniffer dogs didn't get to it first. I was fighting them. They're not going to eat my. Um, <laughs> Sorry, but this donut. is Australia. We're we're more trustworthy of our um airport travel. What do you mean? One the of the most popular shows on TV is Border Patrol, and it's just people trying to get in and out of Australia with contraband. Yeah, but we Krispy don't Kreme's need to, contraband. We don't need to sniff at dogs. We just have people checking your asshole. Hey, Steve, Krispy Kreme is so good it should be illegal. All right, that is true. That is Shout true. Out to you know Krispy what, Kreme. You, you know what actually is illegal? How we're not being sponsored for this. <laughs> Yeah, see, my bit was going to be that I've, I've started to refuse eating Krispy Kreme until they sponsor us, but that's, well, that's not, not going to hold that. up long. No, Seth, 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 we talked about, get, get, get on the fucking side, all right? <laughs> we, we can't have either this sort with, of dissent. Either with Krispy Kreme or against Krispy Kreme. We need to appear united in this, all right? Anyway, getting wildly off topic, crazy how we do that, never been done before. Um, uh, I, where, where do we think Josh is this week? The other, the other big thing before we do around the lounge. Well, see, it was very important I asked Steve about his opinions on Blitzball because Josh is currently out not playing Blitzball. And if he's not playing Blitzball, he has no excuse to not be here. I figured he was uh, powering that, that uh, shit-producing machine in Hobart. I thought he was the shit-producing machine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, with the amount of takes that he's got, eh? Am I <laughs> yeah, right, fellas? There it is. <laughs> Boom, got him. Not even here to defend himself. <laughs> yeah. That's the best type of sledge. Did you guys sledge me in the last two weeks? I can't remember. Um, <laughs> I didn't listen to the last week, or was in like the episode that was released two days ago, but I did listen to the one before that. Thank, thanks, Steve. Way to plug. I think way, the only way, way, to, way we way sledged you was by our... excluding you from the Morbius talk. Yeah, I and the Macklemore like... chat, but that wasn't really a sledge either. That was loud. Yeah, that was. Yeah, yeah. That, that was just a wish you were here chat. Yeah, man. I can't love Macklemore so much. <laughs> Next time I see Josh, I'm going to fucking brick him. <laughs> <laughs> Like, unironically. <laughs> well, I mean, Parody, so, satire, so. it's comedy. He's going to do it in Minecraft, not <laughs> not in real life. So on, on the back we of did that, not want right, to get We did not want to get Steve arrested for, um, for assault. Bricking a co-host of FTL. <laughs> for implying he's going to brick a co-host of the FTL. <laughs> Conspiracy to brick. Um, so off the back of that, Steve. We don't have Josh to do to do a, an album of the week, but what what are your thoughts on Language of My World from last week? I really like it. Um, I'm, to be honest, I haven't listened to it in like three years. Um, but I really like it. It is one of the very lesser known Macklemore albums because it was released like a couple of years before he was famous. Um, I'll, I'll, and probably contrast to what Josh said, and I know Josh would have said it because I know how his mind works. It doesn't have any, um. Uh, how the kids say bangers on it. Like, there's no songs that I would, if that came on in like a, a nightclub or like a house party or something, I'd be like, yeah, this is a really great song. It's more, the album's wait, more. Are, are, are you, wait, do you not go to house parties and just blast like Bush song on, on maximum volume? Depends what type of house party I'm going to, eh? Depends what everybody, um, <laughs> depends the on how they feel about, are. yeah, yeah, it depends on how they feel about the Bush v. Gore election of 2004. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> or um, 2000 or whenever the hell that was. Too long ago. Anyway, around the lounge for this week. Uh, what have I done? I have been to Jurassic World. No, Jurassic. Wait. Yeah, Jurassic World, Dominion, uh, and Lightyear. Uh, and also played Deathloop. But chances are, uh, given how old Deathloop is relative to the two movies, I'll probably speak about the two movies this week. Uh, Seth, what have you been up to this week? I watched uh, Obi-Wan, and that's about it. Okay. Anything else? Or I, I just said that's it. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just checking, man. I'm just... Don't shoot the messenger. Steve, what about you? Um, yeah, uh, there's a million things I can talk about, but on things that I've finished and I can pack up my final thoughts on things, I'll be talking about um, John Halo's adventures in the Paramount Plus TV show Halo. Oh, boy. Um, yeah, um, and I also played that uh, Limbo, that short game from like seven years ago now. It's way um, older and- than that. Is it? It's a, yeah. it's a 360 yeah. game. Yeah, it's 360, okay. 12 years ago. I want to say, yeah, I was, I was going to guess 2011, so. Uh, 2010, 2010. Um, yeah, honestly, I thought it was a 2009 game. Yeah, well, yeah, that was, it's a video game, I'll tell you that much. Um, it's on Game Pass, baby. I played it Sweet. for free. Isn't it just uh, about and, to leave and, Game Pass and that's why you were playing it? Actually, yes, that is true. It left on the 15th and I finished it on like the 14th. Um, you're correct. It is it's no longer in Game Pass, sorry. baby. Sorry, sorry, everyone. Sorry, I have um, uh, I've so- sold you a a bum steer, as they say. Oh, who who says that? I do. People who sell bum steers, which is exclusively you. <laughs> bum steer salesmen everywhere. Uh, fair enough. Uh, finally, uh, Seth. Anything other than Obi Wan Kenobi this week? Uh, no, he said it was <laughs> Obi Wan. You're not listening to him. It's called Obi Wan. It's not Obi Wan Kenobi. That's the character. The show is called Obi Wan. So- my bad. Seth, have you done literally anything else other than watching Obi-Wan this week? Not that I'm aware that you're implying I should talk about. Did I forget okay, cool. something? Uh, no, I'm just, make, I'm, just, I'm just doing what we call the Morbius sweep and making sure that Morbius isn't going to randomly come up in, uh, in conversation. All right, so I so. watched Morbius a second time. <laughs> Did you really? No. no. <laughs> oh. Watched it in theaters this time. <laughs> Sony listened, they brought it back a third time and no just, one watched it I was just about to say they finally brought it back for the third weekend <laughs> oh no anyway, anyway, cool uh, yeah, so it looks like it'll be um, movie movie heavy, movie TV series heavy uh, man, Fast Travel Lounge became a movie podcast so fast well, I mean, like, we did so I'm many video games weeks. last week I'm, I'm kind of okay with that <laughs> we talked about so many video games last week yeah. <laughs> it even seemed like the last episode I listened to with Top Gun and Morbius. Man, you leave a place for two weeks and it goes <laughs> to the, the movie files. <laughs> and that's what we call the Morbius sweep. <laughs> uh, I really wish that I had some semblance of order before doing any of these. Uh, well, we got one video game, so we probably shouldn't, shouldn't bookmark with that. Uh, we got one TV series. So we're not going to bookmark that either. We got two, two TV, TV series. TV series. Uh, yeah, I meant, yeah. I meant to. I meant to. Don't worry. Um, uh, what about you? Tell us about Lightyear. Tell us about Lightyear. Yeah, I'm actually yeah, interested why, why to hear about Lightyear. Why don't I go first? I forgot to carry the one, so yeah, I meant to say two. Um, so I'm, I'm not even going to start with Lightyear because I'd much rather get Jurassic World Dominion out of the way first. Uh, I didn't like it. That good day. Eh? <laughs> that was Chris Pratt. Uh, our lord and saviour of this, the first five episodes running gag. Fuck, I think it might have been longer than that. It might have been the first ten episodes we were relying on him. 
Yeah. I'm just glad you didn't say how was Activision Blizzard. <laughs> oh, don't worry, we'll uh, get to them later. <laughs> um. So, so the problem, the problem I had, right? I, I really wanted to enjoy this, and even when people were like, "Oh, you know, don't go, it's mediocre," I was like, "No, it's dinosaur film on big screen. Like, how, how can you possibly fuck the formula up?" Was so there not enough dinosaurs? Went, went and saw it in, in the, in the movies. Yeah, there, there wasn't enough dinosaurs. So it's, it's not Man, even. Man, it's a Sonic the Hedgehog movie problem. <laughs> There's well, not enough Sonic so, the Hedgehogs. So, yes, exactly. <laughs> they put too many humans in it. Oh, well, so so the, the the problem the problem is right, Jurassic. So I I fucking loved Jurassic World one, and I really liked the second one too. I, I think I loved the first one just because it was you know the like you know it was like starting the series up again. Um, it was uh sort of at the time when like you know like that was kind of the the big movie that I remember from around the time when it came out. So. I, I was, like, all in. Like, as soon as I saw the trailer for Dominion, I'm like, I'm in. I'm watching this in cinemas. I don't give a shit. Um, the problem is, the first two movies are about dinosaurs. This, this movie is about people with dinosaurs in it. And it's so apparent that that's the case. And it's so sad. Because <laughs> they, they, they did a lot to pay homage to the original trilogy, which, you know, you have to applaud them for. But at its core, this film was not, a dinosaur film it was an action film with dinosaurs and there is quite a bit of a difference there in that almost every dinosaur that's on screen is a dinosaur that is trying to kill someone <laughs> or, or just trying to cause mayhem in some way there there was there was so little just kind of existing it's so many episodes ago when i talked about the differences between monster hunter world and monster hunter um rise similar kind of issue Monster Hunter World, it makes you feel like you're part of the world. There's like a, a, bar, a big like ecology focus and the world's really fleshed out and all that kind of stuff. I could see what they're going for with Dominion, but so much of it was just, we need a dinosaur to do something big or scary. So we're going to put a big or scary dinosaur in here. Uh, I, was, I was kind of hoping it would be more um, uh, kind of, you know, ecology focused, right? Like, you know, dinosaurs being dinosaurs. But so much of it just had the human take of it on, um, like herbivores are being like you know put in like pens and farmed like cattle. Carnivores are just like fucking murdering people left and right. Shout out to Scooter Guy, <laughs> who just gets absolutely just <laughs> just wiped out by a dinosaur. Doesn't uh, like a velociraptor take him out. I think yeah. that's been shown in trailers. Yeah, it's been shown in trailers, and it's also just done the rounds, uh, done the rounds on um, on various like meme formats and stuff. Um, excellent clip, but that that's kind of the problem, right? Like when I think back to Jurassic, uh, when I think back to Jurassic World One, it's like, um, you know, you got like the ankylosaurs in um, in their pen, like with the the uh, gyro ball that comes to a rest nearby. Uh, there's the like just dinosaur stampede when the volcano erupts in, in Jurassic World 2. There's just kind of, it's not just about dinosaurs going raw. <laughs> and so they then tried to supplement it by bringing back all the old cast of, of the original trilogy. And, you know, they're all great. Like, there's, there's actually nothing wrong with this movie as, like, an action film. It's just, it's not what I wanted because it's supposed to be about dinosaurs. <laughs> and instead, the entire thing is a corporation is evil the evil man doesn't think that he's evil because, you know, he thinks that he's better than, than consequences that take place. And 
by the end of the film, I don't think this is a spoiler to anyone, uh, he finds out that he's wrong. <laughs> because it's the same no. story we've seen playing out a million fucking times. Yeah, I was times. gonna say, isn't that just Jurassic Park? Except replace replace uh, the rich person with scientist. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, it's it's so dumb because you, you you look at the character arcs of like you know where did they start and what did they learn? I don't think anyone learned fucking anything. <laughs> they went there. It was an action film. They did stuff for two hours and then and then they all went home. <laughs> the end. <laughs> um. Yeah. I. It's it's a shame. I. Uh. I'm kind of glad that this is the capstone of the trilogy, just because I don't think a fourth one would correct this. Uh, I, I feel like if they were to do any more, it would go in a similar direction, but I'm glad we got the first two, and two out of three ain't bad. Um, more interesting, though, Lightyear. <laughs> so, I really liked Lightyear. Actually, I'm just gonna uh, swap it over, because I realized, yeah, basically just stopped the Jurassic World chat at almost bang on five minutes, yay me. Um, What's your favorite I, dinosaur? What's everybody's favorite dinosaur? Actually, ooh, I think question. I'm a Brontosaurus man myself. You're you're a big big Bronto guy. Yeah, big Bronto Bill over there. Ah, uh, think his name is Bill, but <laughs> I'm not sure. Honestly, Velociraptor. You are seem kind like of a cool. Triceratops man. You seem like a Triceratops. I was thinking man. Triceratops as well. Yeah, I yeah. thought so. I thought so. Okay, all right, Steve. Pterodactyls as well are pretty neat. Winky um, face. <laughs> um, you seem like a one of those Diplodocodons or whatever they're called. What? <laughs> the, um, what the, you mean, Diplodocus? Yeah, that's how you, I don't know how to pronounce it. I've only seen him written. <laughs> uh, well, um, I'm pleased to think that, but you would be wrong. I am a I'm a big Ankylosaurus fan. Oh, an Ankylosaur. Good choice. Good choice. Yeah, I'm a I'm a I'm a late Cretaceous boy. Stegos are <laughs> also have, pretty cool. Do you yeah. guys ever watch that um that Dinosaur King show? Now that was a TV show. What you mean, Land Before Time? No, 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 no. It was literally. You, you mean dinosaur. the one where they were in that terrifying uh, uh, plastic costume? It was like a, no, a dinosaur no, 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 family no. sitcom. No, no, no. So Dinosaur King is like this fucking anime from the mid two thousands, and then they've got like dinosaurs that have been like put into cards, and oh. then like there are these other dinosaurs that are like roaming the earth, so they have to use their cards to fight the dinosaurs. It's the most fucking bullshit thing. And even like ten year old Steven knew this was fucking horseshit. Um, <laughs> I don't the CG in this looks horrifying. Australian thing. Yeah, so they had like CG for the dinosaurs, and it was like my first experience of like traditional anime with CG. And me and my brother just fucking hated it. We we're like, oh yeah, Dinosaur King's on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm the, going- the, the theme song. Is, the theme song is a fucking banger. Everybody go type in dinosaur theme and see if you can get the English one. Oh I'm- man, Dinosaur King is what you want to be. I'm stamping this here. I'm going to put a gif from the show into the chat, just just so just so Patrick has um context of what I'm looking at as well and why the CG is horrifying. And I'll put context right. in for the audience as well. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, okay. I'm getting big like Jimmy Neutron. If Jimmy Neutron was to animate a separate show, type vibes. <laughs> yeah. Like, if Jimmy Neutron himself animated another show, that's what I feel like this is. This this looks like, um, this looks like it's not much longer after, um, uh, reboots, the, the CG show. And this is from- Never this, heard of it. This anime is from 2010. Uh, reboot was one of the first, um, CG television series. I think it might have been the first. 
You know the French made an anime? It's called Code Lyoko. Now that is a TV show. Yeah, I, I, weirdly, I remember Code Lyoko. I don't remember this. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about, Seth. I'm having a stroke. Um, yeah, but you know, I just thought I'd ask what everybody's favorite dinosaur is and then start talking about Code Lyoko, the French anime. Um, yep, sorry, carry on. What were you saying about Lightyear? Uh, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, so I uh, really like Lightyear, which is weird because everything that I've seen about Lightyear... So- so I'm I'm having a I'm having a bit of a Josh take crisis, uh, if you will. I, I I need the boys to support me in this. Um, critically, everyone says Jurassic World uh, Dominion is great, and that Lightyear isn't. Uh, and I I want to say the opposite. Am I the Josh, or is the world the Josh? I'm hearing a lot of people either really like this movie or really hate it. Like it, there's no in between. You're either on one side of the camp or the other. You reckon the people that are on the wrong side of the camp are just like watching into the dark, so they don't get it. I turn the lights on and get to really get the light year experience. Maybe they're just too cynical about Disney stuff now. Maybe they're just only watching it for like a month and not a year. <laughs> Maybe they don't understand this measure of distance and not actual time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they need to press rewind on their on their uh, on their video player. Um, Man, remember yeah, the kid so I- in Brock's gym that t- says you're light years away from facing Brock? And he's both <laughs> and he he's both wrong rolled. about time and distance. <laughs> Because the Brock is right there, ten meters away. I body that kid. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I gave that kid a physics lesson, and then I murdered his pet. <laughs> I don't even fight him anymore. I just walk around him. Oh, he wasting the experience. Oh, big fella, what are you doing? Yeah. He's not no, worth it. Honestly, true. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm a stable on this. XP from trainer battles is a precious resource, my man. That is also anyway, true. Anyway, like we're, we're good enough to Pokemon yeah. talk because we do every ten minutes. <laughs> Did I turn into Seth? I'm just unable to talk about the one thing I'm trying to talk about now. Yeah, exactly. Um, How does it feel? <laughs> so Final, Four, Final Fantasy XIV is, is actually- Oh, a, yeah, wait, banger fuck. of a game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the, uh, the responses I've seen to Lightyear are also quite polarizing. People love it or hate it. The, the weird part is that most of the criticism against it is coming from right-wing, I don't know, social media slash Twitter or whatever. That talks about um, uh, one gay relationship in the film, which is funny because they talk about how they want to like strip all of that out of films. But there's like we will only there, have there is... cisgendered white people in no, these no, no, films. Like, like it's it's not even like so. <laughs> it's it's so weird because I can I can almost see I can almost see where they're coming from if the entire if there was like. If, if a major part of Lightyear was this gay relationship, I could kind of see where they're coming from. And it's like, oh, you know, they're hyping it up, they're making it political, all that stuff. I could, I could kind of see where they're coming from if that were the case. It's, it's literally, and I cannot stress this enough, 10 seconds. <laughs> the, the entire gay relationship is summed up in roughly 10 seconds of footage featuring a kiss at the wedding, um, uh, a reference of someone saying, I met someone, and then Chris Evans, I think? It is Chris Evans, right? Oh, that's Chris Pratt. America. Yeah, it's Chris Evans. He's voicing yeah, yeah. Buzz oh. in this movie. Too many, too many Chris's, I'll tell you that much. Too many right. Chris's in the kitchen, I agree, I agree. Um, so there, there's, there's 10 seconds of, like, some wedding footage. Um, Chris Evans asks, uh, like, so, like, you know, um, uh, the person says, you know, oh, I met someone, and Chris Evans says, oh, what's her name instead of what's his name? And then it gets referenced, I think, once more, right towards the end of the film with, you know, my grandmother still, um, or mother, grandmother. I, I don't remember the relationship anymore. I think it was mother. My mother still found someone. I don't remember. 
God, it's weird. Because, like, because the, the thing is, there's, like, time jumps. So I don't remember the relationship. But, like, the point is, there is a grand total of 10 to 15 seconds of this. And it's it's weird seeing everyone talk about, this movie sucks, go woke, go broke. And it's like, this is this is the, like, tamest, <laughs> this is the, the, in air quotes, best way that Disney could put a gay relationship in a film that shouldn't be controversial. And there's still, like, there was a thing, um, uh, I think it was even today, like, uh, there, was, there was, like, um, uh, some cinemas in Oklahoma, uh, somewhere in Oklahoma, might have been City, I don't remember where, um, talking about how uh, they have a sign on the film saying, hey, there is a same-sex kiss in this, uh, in this movie. <laughs> we will do our best to fast-forward the film. <laughs> oh, <laughs> damn it. Jesus. And it's like, my guy, it's, it's ten seconds. <laughs> I just, I don't get it. I'm... I'm yet to see criticism of the film that doesn't come from a place of I don't like watching a, a same-sex relationship on screen. Which, if that's the position you hold, fine. I strongly disagree and think you're kind of an idiot, especially when it's only 10 seconds of the film and it has no bearing on the plot or characters other than that. But, you know, you do you, I guess. But outside of all of that, I don't even like it because of that. I like it because of the, the themes that it touches on. It touches on, like, um, responsibility and handling mistakes. It's got time travel. Uh, it's a fucking Disney Pixar film, so it just looks great as an animated film. Um, uh, what's the the robot cat? I think is socks. The robot cat is like a, a top character. They did just- a um. They did a tra- they did a trailer showing the introduction of socks, and yeah, just from that small trailer, I was like, that's really cute. <laughs> he, oh, he looks so- like a fantastic is- character. Yeah, socks is a fantastic fucking character, and yeah. Like, the thing is, um, uh, if, if I, in some weird parallel universe, were to, were to try and make a film about some of the themes that Lightyear touches on, I would, like, explore the same things that Lightyear does. So, I just automatically have buy-in because of the way that they did it, and the way that they introduce Emperor Zerg, and, like, how like, how all of that plays out. I'm trying to keep it real spoiler, like, like free. Um, just awesome. Like, just, just really, really enjoyed it. The, the, the one criticism I don't like, and this is, it's not even against Lightyear, it's just I don't like this in films in general, is that very clearly one of the characters you meet is supposed to be the slapstick four guy, and they use him doing dumb things to drive the plot forward in a couple places, which I just... I see why they do it, and it's a kid's film, and it makes sense in the context of a kid's film. I just don't like it when that's used as a plot device, because it feels weak to me. It feels like that's the only well, way they could they could make the story beat happen. What do you mean? Um, like, do you, do you mean like he does something dumb, and then he sets off, like, a chain reaction? And yeah, then... exactly. Exactly that. Exactly that. He does that, like, two or three times. And Oh, okay. Um, that's, that's just lazy, yeah, then. Exactly, exactly. And, and, and it feels lazy. And it, because he's kind of like slapsticky and, and funny to, to watch as he does it, I'm sure, you know, a kid watching this would be like, oh, he's really funny. I really like him. Fine. But to me, watching it, <laughs> to me, watching this kid's film as a 26 year old, <laughs> to, to express this very, very niche opinion <laughs> of, a, of a kid's film, I, I don't like that as a, when, it, when it drives plot forward. I think it's funny when it's, you know, comedy specific, but this was used to drive plot forward in a couple of places, and that is kind of annoying, because it just feels a bit lazy, but no, yeah, overall, I... Can sort of I... See, yeah, I can sort of see where you're coming from, but uh, as much as I love being that guy, uh, <laughs> you're not the target audience, big fella. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, that's why I say it. it's not even a criticism of Lightyear specifically. It's just I don't like seeing that in films, and Lightyear does it. So, you know, <laughs> it's not to my personal taste. Get out. I don't yeah, like exactly. chocolate, but this, but I, I don't like this chocolate ice cream that I just ordered. Well, the um, the the Parks and Rec thing. There was a sign that said, uh, "Do not drink the water." So I made so I made tea with it, and now I'm sick. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I I really really enjoyed Lightyear. Uh, I I don't know how many other animated slash <laughs> movies for kids <laughs> that I've seen this year, but Lightyear would definitely be amongst the top. Um, really enjoyed it. Cool. Sucks that they don't like. Uh, sucks that some people don't like watching two girls kiss on screen, which in some contexts people might think is hot. But anyway, um, that's all I really have to say about both movies I saw. Uh, why? Both three out of ten, please. Where's the? Uh, where's the review? Fair point. Um, Jurassic World as an action film, it was quite enjoyable to see it on a big screen, like four or five, but as, like, a dinosaur film that I was expecting to be the end cap to a trilogy of dinosaur films, three. Ugh. Yeah. No, it really just, like, eh. Eh. But, like, yeah. Fucking, like, Socks alone makes it a nine. <laughs> the rest of the film together, probably nine, nine and a half. Like, really, really big contender for, for um, one of my favorite films of, of the year. Why don't we kick it to... Uh, Limbo. Very good. So Limbo is a, like usually you, it's a game you play at parties. Um, two people usually hold like a stick. Oh yeah. And then, Man, and then I always sucked have, at this. <laughs> I, I am not flexible like enough down. or fit enough for Limbo. Yeah, they just had to bend down under it. Um, that actually isn't, been a, isn't that what uh the sweet life of the sweet life on deck was was doing a lot of? I do not get that reference. It it was Limboing really? under the bar that uh sweet life set. I mean, Sweet Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. They then went on a cruise ship. It was called Sweet Life on Deck. It was on Disney Channel. It was great. They did Limbo. Sorry, I, my family was too poor to get the Disney Channel big fella. Sorry. <laughs> did you uh, I'm sorry for your loss. Work? We were the, stuck, the, we were the stuck watching Dinosaur The Grim Adventures of Billy and King. Mandy. The pilot episode of Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy where they have to play a game of Limbo with the Jamaican-voiced Grim Reaper, but the Grim Reaper loses because Bill, uh, because of um, the psychotic dog of Billy, I think. Wasn't it a cat? Treats... Oh, wait, no, it was a it was dog. dog. Pretty sure it was dog. Yeah, it was. It was. Um, it, I don't remember the dog's name, but the the command was kiss kiss, which Mandy yelled right at the end of um, uh, the pilot episode. Bit grim in the ass, and then he and then he lost limbo, and then he was enslaved to the kids for the rest of eternity. Excellent show. Anyway, uh, so did you know that? Um, um, did you know that the voice actor for Grim also went on to do Aku Aku in the Crash Bandicoot games? That actually makes a lot of sense. That's funny. Um, anyway, so the, the limbo game Crash Bandicoot though. Oh, yeah, okay. They're fantastic games. <laughs> Crash 4, though, kind of kind of a pain in the ass to 100%. But Isn't speaking like of the- good 4s, Uncharted 4, excellent game. That is a very good game. <laughs> oh, but you know what else is a good game? Limbo. <laughs> <laughs> is it? Let's find out. Um, I know, I feel like we're going to get some uh, controversial opinions about Limbo here. Well, it sort of depends. Okay, so uh, to set a well, scene for Seth, our- it's fine because Josh isn't here. <laughs> yeah, there's no Josh takes here. I get the feeling Josh feels very strongly about this game, and I don't know why, because I've never spoken to him about it. Um, so, as we said before, Limbo came out in 2010. Um, it's a puzzle platform game. Um, it has a very... It's, it's 2D. It's got a very noir art style. Like, it's pretty much in black and white. It's a very dark game, both thematically and art style wise there's a lot of like 
shadows that obscure what you can see. This is a bunch of the only light on the the, the screen is actually coming from like a, a gap in the in the scenery, whether it be like through trees or through buildings or anything. Um, there's very minimal sounds to the point where it's like, oh, is my sound turned on? Um, I had that moment a couple of times. And essentially you play the role. Of, there is very little uh, story. Look, there is no story told. And it's like, you play the role of this kid as he's trying to make his way through this world um, safely. Uh, and it's a very depressing world. The kid gets uh, killed numerous times because it's a platforming game and you're trying to get onto the next platform, get to the next area. Either you'll miss time and jump and you'll fall off and then the kid will die pretty gruesomely. Like you'll hit the ground too fast and his legs like uh, break or you'll be like a spider creature you get too close to and it literally impales you through the head. And that's quite gruesome and that's why i say like it's dark pretty thematically the first like major roadblock you come across is that spider that's just constantly um poking at you until you get like too close and it just kind of stabs you through the head um when when you finally deal with that that's also quite gruesome because its entire leg just comes off yeah, okay, it's, so it's... Uh, con- confession time. Uh, I've played Limbo once before, got to there, couldn't get past it. This was back, like, really sort of when it came out and everyone was playing it and haven't That is literally since. the first puzzle, my dude. You were literally okay, five well, minutes it, it might it. it might have been further on, but I remember getting impaled repeatedly in the head and not finishing the game, and it sounds like it might have been that spot. Yeah, there's, like, a, there's a couple of, like, really frustrating spots. That, um, yeah, what, I believe uh, one of the ones that I got stuck at for a bit was the hotel sign, maybe? Yes, that fucking hotel sign. That's very shit. Uh, because the the platforming is very tight. It's very you have to be exact. You have to jump. Yeah, I exactly. wouldn't call it tight. I'll call it. I'd call it precise. Like it's too um heavy and kind of trying to be as realistic as it can be. Because yeah. it, it feels like you're a kid just jumping from jumping over gaps. Yeah, it definitely feels more like yeah, realistic as opposed to like video gaming. Like you, you don't jump very far. You do not jump very high. Um, the distance you can actually fall downwards before you actually get killed off. And there's no like health or you can't take a certain amount of hits. It's usually one hit and you're dead type of thing. Yeah, you fail the puzzle, you're dead. You um, es- get the jump wrong, you- you're dead. Yeah, usually like if you're failing a puzzle wrong, results in death, so then you got to restart. The checkpoints are really fair, so that's really nice. Um, but they can get, like, sort of frustrating. I'm, I'll be the first one to... Like, it's a very short game. It only took me about, like, three, three and a half hours to finish. I yeah, think. that sounds about um, right to what I played as well. Yeah, but probably a good portion of that time is towards, especially the latter ends of the game. Is a goddamn hotel sign. Yeah, and there's, a, there's this uh, minecart one towards the end. I just got stuck on it. I didn't know what I had to do, but you had to like turn on a bunch of magnets and stuff like three times. And you had to go on back and forth. And I got frustrated at that. But it, like, especially towards the end of it, I wasn't sure if I was doing the right thing because the timing was that exact for the jump. I went through like a guide to be like, okay, I, like I can't make this jump. What am I missing? I mean, it just turns out that I just wasn't timing. I was like two steps off for the jump, um, which is a bit like frustrating. Um, but it is still, I still had a great time playing it. Maybe because it was like, because this is pretty much, when it came out, it, I remember that the whole discussion was um, 
around like, oh, if video games are art, Limbo is probably like the highest form of what video games as art can achieve. And I'd probably disagree with it. Because I my heavily idea- disagree with that as well. Okay, like, good. good. Yeah, I, I Limbo think- is a artsy game, artsy indie game, but it is definitely not the peak of like video game art yeah. games. Yeah, like like uh, conceptual and uh, graphically, it probably is a bit more like art house, art style, and I could see why it is like, oh, it is art type of discussion. Um, but for video games to be art, the video game part, the gameplay has to be a bit more. It doesn't really have to push the boundaries, but it has to engaging. In- yeah, it has to engage. It has to do something, as opposed to just jump or push a block or something. Um, or or at least, and while it does do this in sort of um, like I would talk about this what twelve or thirteen days later, and it literally could have come out this year, and I wouldn't know because it it plays pretty. It plays pretty well, but it doesn't do anything. It could have come out 10 new. years earlier and it still would have been the same. Yeah, exactly. Like, it, like I realistically, this game could have probably cost like $5 to make because, well, probably not. I don't understand how. Um, how budgets work. Uh, yeah, <laughs> how how budgets money works. works. Yeah, <laughs> how money works as well. Um, uh, but I can definitely see how it, how people could get that view. But then at the same time, because the, the story that don't really... They don't really tell a story, but you can sort of tell what's going on um, by, like, the, the fields he's traversing and the area of the environments he's going to. But then at the same time, and then, like, it got to, like, after I finished it in, like, three and a half hours, and it was like, oh, is that it type of thing. Like, it's, I just found myself wanting more from it. Um, I'm, what, what, what do you think? What do you guys think? As I say, I yeah, spider yeah. one Patrick zero, so <laughs> I'll get back to you. Um, like yeah, I'm pretty much agreeing with everything you say. Like, um, yeah, gameplay wise, it's not really my cup of tea. It it was fine for for the three or so hours I played it, but it's not something that I really think about too much ever since I finished it. Yeah, like the uh, the only thing I can probably it's just that the gruesome way the kid dies is a bit, uh, a bit more in your face, and probably what it needs to be, especially when you get to, when you get to those uh, end sort of levels, and it's pretty much like, oh look, I've died again. Whoops, I've died again. Whoops, I've died again. And it's like, oh, I'm seeing this kid break his legs like forty times now. It's not funny anymore. Um, and there's like an achievement for actually going the whole way without dying. And I'm like, oh, this is, of course I can do that. This is really easy. Um, and I died in like the first few minutes. So but I got cocky. There's no way I'm getting 100% on those achievements. But I enjoyed it. It's, it's a hard game to recommend because it is so short. And if you're not really, if you're not into like 2D platformers or puzzle games generally, I could see you're getting like very frustrated by it uh and, and games like like this like puzzle games are pretty much the second you look up for a guide for it like i'll be the first to be honest like it's, i was getting frustrated with it and like i did try like for like 10 15 minutes at the same spot and when i couldn't get to a solution i'm like fuck it i'll just look at a guide and i probably did it like three or four times right um, yeah i'm well, like, while we've been I, talking about this or well, while Steve's been talking about this, I've been looking at like P 
people's interpretations of the story. And I just came across one that's so out of left field. I don't know how to feel about it. It's it's one hundred percent not what I took away from the um from the game at all. But um, it's called the murder theory, and basically, it's just someone someone's made a theory of how um the game's about how the boy wakes up and is setting out to go and murder his sister and all the traps and everything is hit his subconscious trying to stop him from going from reaching her. Damn. Uh, well, uh, I, I think it's more of a boy looking for his sister. But I think that's because it doesn't do anything, like, story-wise. It is up to interpretation. But at the same time, the game It's 100% through. like, interpret, interpret the story how you will sort yeah. of thing. Like, but nothing is time, ever explicitly told besides you are a boy and you're looking for your sister. There's, yeah. there's a game that plays quite similarly, I think. Or at least it has a similar art style in my head where you're just kind of part of, like, the corporate machine and you're co- constantly moving to the right. But I don't remember what the name of it was. Is oh, I remember that game. Yeah, it's by the same people, I think, as well. Uh, that's Inside. Yes. Um, yes, it is. Yeah, right. thank you. Yeah, Inside. That yeah, one I'm I've pretty heard- sure I have played, although that's yeah. also been a while. Well, looking online, it looks like it's about the same. Um, like, it's very highly rated, only goes to three and a half hours. And, then, and that probably comes down to, like, the... It doesn't do anything differently. Uh, sorry, hang on, let me rephrase that. It does do different things on how you interact with the world and the puzzles do get quite smart, especially towards the end. Mm. Um, but after that three and a half hours, I'm like, okay, oh, this is it. And then it just sort of but, ends But where's abruptly. my season pass? <laughs> Don't feel like that. I mean, it, just, <laughs> it, it, it just sort of like ends and that's like, oh, okay, like that's it. I finished it. So it's, it's pretty hard. Like a, it's like 15 bucks on the, it, on the, Nintendo Is eShop or fifteen? That's higher. Yeah, than or, or like thirteen bucks on the Microsoft Store. I'm not. It's probably mega cheap on the Steam Store. That'd be um, a pick it up when it's on sale type job. If it was thirteen, normally, literally, like it's. I would, if it's under five dollars, I'd recommend it. Yeah, um, just yeah, yeah. for like what you're getting. Um, but then I, I'm looking at all the price drops and limbo. Not- limbo is set at uh fifteen dollars at the moment on Steam. Forty dollars for Inside and Limbo together. Fucking hell! Yeah, that's I would. Like it's, well, it's, but I'm looking at the, uh, this is the, the pro Steven move, DekuDeals.com. They've got like all the price <laughs> history for Nintendo eShop and Microsoft. And I think they do the Sony store now as well, but I'm not following them. Um, but it's tracking all the prices and um, I can tell that the it's 90% off on the Switch multiple times. Usually like uh, once a month or once every two months. So it goes down to like $1.50 and for $1.50, I can highly recommend it. Um, but if you're paying full right full price for this game, you've literally got rocks in your head. Mate, dollar um, fifty, you could buy three of them. <laughs> mm. There we go, um, ten hour game. <laughs> yes. Play it uh, again. Press the restart button. So, uh, what would you give this out of ten? I think I was spoiled going into it because I'd heard all the discussion around it being like, "Oh, it's a great game," etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, but maybe it was a bit overwhelmed. I was uh, being oversold. A, a dead horse, essentially. So I reckon it's only a seven. Like, it's, I had a good time with it. Um, I'm glad that I've played it now, but I'm not going to go back to play it again. And I, yeah, yeah, fair. Um, and, and that's, that's pretty much all I got to say about it. The art style is different, and that's it. So I want to, I want to springboard this a little bit. Uh, not huge amount, depending on how much you guys contribute to it, but, uh, particularly your comments about, you know, if video games are art, uh, because, this, I think Limbo was one of the last ones before the rise of the kind of walking simulator games. And the two that spring to mind are uh, Gone Home and What Remains of Edith Finch. I haven't played uh, either did, of them. 
You haven't played either of those? Okay. I have not uh, played either of those either. Wow. Okay, this will be short. Um, it was just because it reminded me of that and that uh, these are games that um, they do have story, but the story is kind of discovered as you go type thing. It's not like you play to achieve a thing. It's just you explore an area and while exploring, you learn about the story. And usually you are learning about events that have taken place after the fact. So um, like Gone Home, for instance. <laughs> so funny story with that one, actually. Um, I got recommended to play Gone Home. The only thing that uh, that I was told is that it was a game I would enjoy. And I don't remember what I was playing before then, but I was I was playing something that had a horror undertone to it. And Gone Home starts you outside a house with like a thunderstorm going on. And you have to get into this house. And all I got told is that it was a game I would enjoy and I knew nothing else about it. So for the first hour, I kid you not, I played it like a horror game. Oh, Jesus. You're doing like... It's not a horror game at all, though, is it? Like, it's no, not a it's a walking adventure. simulator. Literally, yeah, nothing it? happens other than you discovering the story. <laughs> and the and what was really funny is that the first hour of it, until you get more context for the story, does feel like a horror game because, like, so, uh, super super quick rundown of the first hour, roughly. You're you're outside the house. You have to you have to find a spare key to get inside the house. When you're inside the house. You're finding notes about uh, your family who, you know, it's, it's your family house, but all of your family members are like, oh, you know, we, we've had to um, disappear to go deal with this thing. Uh, sorry, we missed you. We, we can't be there right now. And so it kind of has horror undertones and you're like trying to figure out what happened and stuff. And then it was like after an hour when each audio log is just about like childhood and just kind of story in general. It was like, wait a minute. <laughs> I'm not playing Amnesia at all. <laughs> uh, what Remains of Edith Finch? Uh, similar. I'd actually put it in a similar kind of camp to Limbo. It's got a very distinct art style. It's very fun. It is way more walking simulator than puzzle game at all. But it's one that sticks out to me as I remember uh, like a reasonably short game, like very self-contained. But I remember enjoying the time that I spent and I probably won't go back and play it again. But, you know, it was enjoyable for what it was. Um, Anyway, super quick tangent then. I, I really thought either of you would have played at least one of those, but... I do um, own Gone Home. It was given out <clears throat> with Xbox Games with Gold like four years ago. So it is sitting there. It's waiting for me to play it. I've heard very good things. Oh, I've heard both sides of the spectrum for it. It's, like it's a good game to play, but at the same time, it's a walking simulator. Watch the video clips on YouTube and you play the yeah, game. Like it's, it's, like, I, I don't regret playing it, but other than playing the first hour as if something was going to jump out of the wall and kill me. Um, it doesn't... Yeah, you yeah, probably would have been going into it very differently. Yeah, like, it, it, I don't think it does anything groundbreaking, um, but it's it's a solid game for, you know, what it is. Uh, yeah, I think it depends on how much you buy into the story or not, because I, um, at the end of it, I got to the end of it and I was like, oh, so that's the whole big story or whatever, and then I looked up, you know, what other people thought of the story, because I didn't think it was... I didn't think of it much, but, uh for its time, quite a few people appreciated the story. I'm trying to do it kind of spoiler-free, just in case you do go and play it, but uh, quite a few people did appreciate the story for, for what it was and particularly for its time for when it came out. Uh, not something that I particularly um, noticed or bought into, uh, but yeah, it was fine, in air quotes. But anyway, yeah, don't want to spend too much longer talking about stuff that isn't in Round the Lounge for this week, but it was just because uh, the Limbo chat reminded me of it. 
Yeah, um, it's, it is definitely in that, 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 that vein. But yeah. But yeah, anyway, yeah, that's it. My comments are the 7 out of 10. Buy it if it's mega on sale. Um, if you buy it for full price, you got rocks in your head. Thank you, Steve. Classy as always. Uh, that means that we are basically just lucky last with, well, not lucky last, we'll go uh, Seth with Obi-Wan and then, and then Halo TV show for lucky last. Seth. Sure. Um, so Obi- Hello there. Hello there. Um, Obi-Wan's about six episodes long. Um, and honestly, it, I feel like the middle two episodes are the weakest part. Episodes one and two are fine and five and six are fine. Uh, three and four just feel like meandering. So, um, not it's a great six start episodes. There. How can it meander? Like that's that's just shit pacing. It's it's six episodes, but two of the episodes are filler. Yeah, basically. <laughs> um. Wait, 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 wait. Beach episode? No, it didn't have a beach episode. Uh, hot springs episode. Oh, no, not a hot springs one either. Uh, uh, that's a fucking point. space episode. There, there are multiple space episodes. Filler space episode. There, there are also multiple Philip space episodes. Hey, look at that. There we go. Um, space beach. No, no, space, space beach. Space beach filler, though. No space beach filler either. Okay, that's it. Move on. There, there, is, also no, there is also though. no space Australia. Um, anyway. Um, yeah, I honestly, I kind of feel like this show didn't need to happen at all. There was like, it's got that problem where uh, that prequels and intercools have where it's like, you're using major characters, but you can't really develop them in major ways because, you know, they need to be around for sequels and they need to be, like, put back into their place. And um, any characters that are introduced will either be killed off or um, their, their arc will resolve in um, unfulfilling ways. Like Yeah, because it sets up what you know it continues into, right? Yeah, basically, like, nothing groundbreaking or important can happen, like, mm. the- It's the, it's the, um, the handsome Jack problem from, uh, the, the pre-sequel in Borderlands. Where yeah, everyone's like, yeah. oh, wow, you get to see the descent of handsome Jack before Borderlands 2. He was such a normal, sane guy beforehand, and you're, and you're playing through it, looking at him, and you're like, he had his daughter chained in his basement during this. Yeah. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, I, I um, get what you mean. Yeah, so it it's just can't avoid that like general issue that all intercourse have. Um, all it really did in general was explain why um Leia knows uh Obi Wan and why she has um why she sends him a message at the beginning of um A New Hope, and it also uh kind of explains why Obi Wan says that set. Um, Darth Vader killed Anakin Skywalker to Luke, like he, uh, because I think also in New Hope he tells Luke, "Ah, uh, your father's dead. Darth Vader killed him." Well, that's and- not wrong, but like that's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it- we didn't need this to be explained <laughs> to us. Like, well, I didn't. Maybe I've got a two thousand IQ here, but I bro, don't there, there were six episodes dedicated to telling that story. All right, Steve, shut the fuck up. Yeah, and those six episodes to tell that story is kind of wasted time. Um, is, is, it, so it, it is, really... is Leia in this one like a little girl? Yeah, uh, this is 10 years after episode 3, so her and Luke are both 10-year-olds in this. Yeah, okay, because like my, my sister's been watching it. I should probably ask what her thoughts are on it. Um, the, the only scene that I've seen of, of um, Obi-Wan is uh, like a bunch of people saying, you know, like, oh, this thing is like in this, uh, up in this small vent, and then there's just 
some some little girl is just like get me a letter i'm like who's this bitch yeah yeah that's Leia. <laughs> zero context just like who the fuck does she think she is <laughs> like oh okay yeah fair enough <laughs> um the best moments in the show honestly is anything that does involve darth vader and um obi-wan though because um for context at the beginning obi-wan actually thinks that anakin is dead and it's like a big reveal to him in um in episode two that no he's actually alive and um the inquisitors are working for him and that's another thing that annoys me the the grand inquisitor stuff that happens in this show goes nowhere either um they you mean like star wars episode two or or no episode two of um obi-wan i I, I know (laughs) um big big reveal before episode three (laughs) yeah the the inquisitor storyline in this also goes nowhere because um they do some major plays with involving the Grand Inquisitor in um episode two, and then they just they just don't follow up on it properly for the rest of the show. Um, That's a shame. Yeah, and there's a um speaking of that um that like camp thing. That's um like a resistance movement called the Path, and that also leads nowhere. Um, in the show, like they get drops after episode five, I think. <laughs> Were they were they doing it to like set up for a season two? No, I don't think so. It's just certain plot lines just get dropped or don't finish in fulfilling ways, which is why huh. I think that this is a show is just kind of a waste of time outside of the Obi Wan and Anakin stuff. But there's so much around that because they only take up a little bit of um of the runtime together that um everything else doesn't really feel good to watch in my opinion, and the main antagonist of the show also isn't that great. Like, you'd think it's Anakin Skywalker, but because he's uh, as around so little, it's actually a um the third sister from the Inquisitors. Her name's Reva. Um, this is the woman that everyone was complaining about because she's a black woman, <laughs> and Star Wars fans just <laughs> are insane people. Like, like um, you mentioned in Lightyear, people were complaining about uh, there being a lesbian kiss scene. In this, people were complaining that there was a black woman in the show in general. I mean, to be fair, there was a black woman as a part of the lesbian kissing scene in Lightyear, so I think that one was justified by comparison. I'm noticing a trend here. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, there's definitely a trend. <laughs> you know, I'm something of a statistician myself. <laughs> um. Yeah, absolutely fucked. <laughs> yeah, um, but no, people people need to stop complaining about her being a black woman and complain that her character was bad and underutilized. I love, I love that like <laughs> so many people that have issues. That's just like I don't like it because she's black. Like okay, okay, w- like weird take. Uh, I think I think it like I don't like her because you know this plot arc wasn't executed directly or. Or I don't like these story beats that tried to drive her character forward, and everyone else is like, "No, I just don't like it because she's black." And you're like, "Yeah, there's no, right? there's no conversation to be had there." <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, I'm just um, thinking of the um the the two guys that pull out lightsabers. Just the um, uh, all women are queens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If she, if she breathes, breathes, she's, she's a, a thought. thought. <laughs> um. That's how I picture Obi-Wan versus Anakin. But yeah, the show's just kind of at its best when it's got Darth Vader being Darth Vader in the sense of like, <laughs> you try to fuck with him and he just casually puts his hand up and just says no and you get fucked up. 
sort of way. Because um, there's a fight scene later on where um, spoilers, I guess. Um, Reva uh, goes to backstab um, uh, backstab Darth Vader because she wants him dead, actually. And uh, um, there's this whole fight scene where he's just just toying with her the entire time. She goes to swing, and he uh, her first attempt is like to swing her lightsaber while his back's turned. And she gets stopped, and he's just turning around with, like, his hands, at, like, pointed at the lightsaber, like, you really thought this would work? And then, um, <laughs> the fight continues for a little bit, and he's not even pulled out his lightsaber, he's just kind of avoiding her attacks and pushing her f- around with the force, until it gets to the point where she, um, she's using her double-bladed lightsaber, and he, um, he pulls it off her and breaks it in two. Then he keeps one and hands her the other one while she's down. <laughs> That's <laughs> baller. Jesus. That is so baller. And then while um while she gets back up, pulls it out and starts trying to attack him again. And he um in the midst of the fight, she knocks his saber away and um she goes for another strike and he pulls the um saber out of her like he blocks it, pulls the saber out of her hand pushes her away and then pulls uh, uses the force to grab uh, the lightsaber he let her hit out of his hand back and he's just got both of them uh, right, uh he's got both of them and she's now defenseless you know what would have been even more baller though if he took one of those single sabers broke it in half handed her the blade <laughs> i don't like think that's blade. how that works <laughs> Wait but it would have been great oh, my hands. but yeah um darth vader just being a baller just um, absolutely demolishing anyone in his way is always fantastic, and yeah, that's fucking the, sick. The the show deserves to exist just for that. Ewan McGregor's pretty cool too. Ewan McGregor's real. also very good, and Ewan McGregor gets some um <laughs> good fights with um Darth Vader as well, and nice. a very like the entire sh- uh, I don't want to say the entire show is leading up to their final confrontation in the last episode, but it's like episode five and six is very deliberately leading up to them having this big, massive clash meetup, and that, that, that was very good as well. That was very satisfying. It's like, if you got rid of the middle two episodes, this would have been like an eight or nine out of ten to me, I reckon, but as it is, mm. it's kind of sitting at like a six. You know what would have been even, mm. even crazier? If they killed Darth Vader at the end of Obi-Wan. Man, that would have had some big repercussions about the, sequ- <laughs> the, the original trilogy. Just, just imagine that plot twist, though. Don't do it again. It, it just it just starts. It, Obi-Wan was the start of a branching timeline. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. So that uh, you can only see that Disney Plus. Yes. Yes. And um, cool. if, if Josh was here, he probably asked the question of, is it worth the subscription? And no, I don't think it's worth the subscription. OK, like sidestep Obi-Wan for a sec. Is anything worth the subscription to Disney Plus that you can think of? Uh, they the, just the put Marvel. on. They just put on Multiverse of Madness. Hey, go I'm, watch that. I am watching that tomorrow. Um, <laughs> movie night has been planned. Pizza will be made. I look forward to you coming back next week and either siding with me or Patrick. It's, it's a classic. Stephen watches an episode six weeks after it comes out and talks about it on the podcast <laughs> episode. Eh, my favorite. Well, it's better than you playing a game that came out twelve years ago and and telling us about it on the. Oh wait, fuck, we did that already. What video games did you play this week, Pat? (laughs) So moving on. (laughs) I'm the backbone of this podcast. My back hurts so much from carrying everything. Oh, it's a video game podcast. We don't know how we lived without you the last two weeks. Steve, Steve, all I'll say is if you go watch Multiverse of Madness uh, and you don't like it, then you also get to break some chick's lightsaber in half and hand her half. 
<laughs> Which half? Join me. The one that you're just going to take back anyway? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's probably easy to, like, carry heaps of them because they're pretty light from what I hear. I mean, General Grievous was carrying a lot, like, four. Yeah, well... Like, yeah, fuck. He, he also has robot hands, so he was just helicoptering two of them. <laughs> That's right, yeah. The, man, General Grievous was such a great character. <laughs> he was. <laughs> Hello there. <laughs> oh, oh, right, man. right. Yeah, before we move on from um, Obi-Wan, there's one more thing I wanted to say, and that's- um. If you they- say hello there, I'm kicking you out. No, no, they, they 100% <laughs> Goodbye say- Goodbye there. They 100% in the final episode have um Obi-Wan say hello there in like one of the final scenes, and I wish it cut to black there because that would have been the perfect way to end the show, but no, they added <laughs> one more scene. Oh, they, they did that- oh, Shit, it might have been the Nick Cage film that came out earlier this year, but there was, there was one where- where they had the the perfect moment to just to just just run a meme, and they didn't, and and you notice it. Yeah, you notice it so much when it happens. Like you're like uh, you you put you're oh. doing you're, you're doing the um uh, Leonardo DiCaprio point at the screen like oh oh they did the thing they did the thing <laughs> and, yeah, then no, I, I, and then they and then they ruin I, it by do going going along even further instead of just cutting where the meme was. Yeah, 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 true. But I I think I might be thinking of um. They they almost got Willem Dafoe to do the you know I'm something of a scientist myself in No Way Home. That might be what I'm thinking of. Yeah, they, they did, did that, that but that was like very early in the movie. That yeah, was just yeah, like a tongue in cheek joke. This would yeah. have been like this could have been the perfect spot to end the show, but you did one more scene and now it's ruined. Ugh, terrible. Oh, well. uh, thank you for that. Seth. Uh, that means finally we get to finish with Mister. Uh, John uh, Cornelius Halo himself. Yeah, um, I'm not going to spend too much time on this. Um, <laughs> it is the very but definition. But the show's so good. You haven't heard my review yet. Have you seen it? No, has it? Either you two seen it? I haven't. All I know is that John Halo has sex in this. Yeah, yeah, he does. <laughs> Hashtag he does. not my hero. <laughs> <laughs> He's supposed to be Halo. just like me for real, for real. Yes, she bussin'. No shit, no real. Real. <laughs> Yeesh! Real, real. <laughs> Patrick, what the fuck is he talking about? <laughs> Having a stroke. Um, I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know, Aunt May. <laughs> um, uh, no, what the, what the fuck? Oh, fuck. So, so John Halo. I lost my train of thought, damn it. John Halo, so. Um, that's right. Real Spartans wait until marriage. That's what it was. Spartans, they get married. They've got wars to fight. Um, so essentially, this is. Uh, it's on Paramount Plus. I don't know if I has Paramount Plus. So I got literally the seven day trial just so I could watch this. You know, um, I didn't even know we had up. Paramount Plus here until I saw it on the side of a bus ad with the John Halo TV yeah, show on yeah, it. Yeah, the big, big advertiser campaign. I'm going to look through there. There's nothing else on it. Um, no, no, but there's, South Park. There's... If, if, if you watch South Park, South Park goes to Paramount Plus. Oh, it does it? Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't watch South Park. I should. Those hysterical episodes, and they're always good. Um, yeah, pro tip, watch South Park. Yeah, but anyway, so. Halo, it's nine episodes long, so if you get the seven-day trial, you have to watch more than one episode a day, but that is what it is. Um, it is not set in the same universe. Yes, they were very clear about like, that, which means, which means yeah, game were, John Halo might still be a virgin. He better be. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's just so... It, for real, for real. <laughs> and she just like them. me. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> He's just like me. Finally, finally a relatable hero on my screen. <laughs> Got his helmet on. No cheeks, just guns, eh? I, I look at Top Gun Maverick and I go, oh, he's definitely had sex. He, I, I, that, that, that's unattainable for me. <laughs> but anyway, back to, back to John. Hill. Um, so it is, it, it's very different to what the, the Halo lore is. And I think it, that's worse. Like it's tried to do its own thing and credit to that, but it didn't work. Um, the, Covenant, the Covenant don't seem like a threat. They're there in the first episode, and then they're in the like the last two episodes. Um, the Covenant have like sort of taken this girl, and she's like one of their prophets because she can activate like forerunner artifacts. Uh, and then the 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 girl tries to sort of sneak in and talk with John Halo because John Halo can also um, the Master Chief. I don't know why I keep fucking calling him John Halo. Probably confusing everybody. <laughs> Um, Everyone calls him John Halo, it's fine. Yeah, Mr. Yeah. John Halo to you. Mr. Halo. It just doesn't work. Like, they, they've, they've made it too generic sci-fi, and then there's a whole subplot of this girl trying to save her planet from, like, a rebellion at the same time, but there's no need for it. Like, it literally... Wait, hu- human girl? Covenant girl? Forerunner girl? Side story. Side story girl. Um, so, the... So the main story is John and this sort of Covenant spy sort of getting together and sort of trying to activate these- Wait, wait, so it's Arby and the Chief? Yes. Arby's like the, um, like the fast, fast food restaurant chain in the United yeah, States. Yeah, the, the we, we, we do meat or whatever the fuck the tagline is. I have no clue what the tagline is. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's- Oh, is it we, we got- we, Oh, we got the meat. I think, I think it's Arby's we got the meat. Fuck, I need to look this right, up. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure it's Arby's we got the meat. Bragging now. Um, <laughs> I mean, hey, we got the mates. Well, yeah, to, to, I'm not going to spend that much time on it because I don't really think anybody should watch it because it's it tried something, it didn't work. Uh, the fire scenes are pretty hit or miss. We have the mates. We have the mates. Well, you obvious. We have the mates. Yeah. Well, they shouldn't have the halo. Um, <laughs> it's. I'm glad I watched it to see like what it was like, and I and because I'm such a big Halo fan, I would like. Like, even though it does sort of set the law differently, it would have been interesting to see if they did it right. I don't think they did do it right. There's probably about three episodes out of the nine you could cut um, and probably a couple of, like, 10 or 20-minute slots out of the other episodes and you have a much better story. Um, it's a shame that they're not fighting Covenant 24-7 because that's literally what Halo is and that's what I was expecting for. How long are each episode? Yeah. Um, probably between 50 minutes to about an hour. They're pretty long. Hmm. Um, actually, I think so, like episode five is like thirty nine minutes, and it's so weird. Um, so with but, with the changes, so like you saying that the story doesn't work so good, and that you could cut a bunch of stuff, is that you saying that if they had run it closer to the kind of canon of the games, it would be better, or would it be better if they kind of leaned into the sci fi universe that they were creating and their lore? They just needed to do it in a different way. No, the the former, the former, definitely that they should have stuck more to the lore. Like when they try to do their own thing and they sort of try to flesh out their own world, it doesn't work. Like it, it, it just, it feels like a side plot. It, it definitely feels like this does not matter. Um, the, right. the fate yeah. of this one, like this one girl trying to save her planet from a rebellion does not matter when you've got like the Spartan program literally fighting off an alien invasion. Like it does not matter. 
Yeah, I see. Yeah. And it just feels like it's, and then that gets really weird. Like they have like mystics and there's this weird power. Uh, it, it, it doesn't work. Like it probably would exist if it existed by itself, but because they're sort of trying to jam a square into a circle, it doesn't work. Does not work at all. Um, yeah, I'm glad I watched it. I wouldn't watch it again. I don't even if you're a fan of Halo, maybe watch it just to sort of see if you like it. I have heard polarizing views. Some people sort of did like how they humanized John, but I don't really like that because he's literally supposed to be like a Spartan. Like he's supposed here. to be the Alpha Chad Spartan. Yeah, he's literally supposed to be a one man army, like literally just shooting first and then shooting again. Um, he's got to get the job done. But and and they just they just miss so many things like ah, uh, but I, I could I could stand here nitpicking it all day. And they don't even mention that for, they just call them artifacts. They don't call them forerunner artifacts. Like the, the forerunner premise isn't explored. Like that that's uh, because the forerunners come in season two. Um, do you think well, there'll that... be two runners then? <laughs> before runners in season four. Hey, oh the, yeah, there we go. There we go. I wanted to um, explain that one just in case <laughs> for the people with rocks in their head out there. Um. Do you do you think that it being live action actually helped the storytelling in any way, or was it a bit over the top? Hmm. Good question. Um. I think I didn't even really think about it. Um. Because as it, all of you both are probably very well aware, they did an animated The Fall of Reach about like ten years ago, and that was not very well done because they had no animation budget for it. Um. But I thought like the. I thought, yeah, but being live action was pretty good. Um, the fight scenes were a bit corny and CG, so you can sort of tell they didn't really have a lot of budget for that, especially when, like, the Covenant was involved. Um, but they probably could have done some other things. Just to were sort there of any grunts screaming and running? Uh, not really, actually. There was what? A there was, like, a couple of them, but not really. Um, I, like you'd, there was probably only, like, a total of, like, half an hour, 45 minutes of actual Covenant fight scenes in the whole series like it's Holy when shit. i say the covenant it's not a big role it is not a big role which i it doesn't do it justice like I, which is the whole purpose of this big alien force that is literally eclipsing humanity and humanity going you know what fuck it we're gonna we've got inferior firepower inferior ships we're gonna fuck you guys up but you know what we do have bungee jumping yes <laughs> the core three, four, that's, three how, that's how we train john halo nothing but bungee jumps but yeah um it, it I'm glad I didn't pay for Paramount Plus for it. Let me put it like that. Yeah, fair. Um, cool. Uh, well, weird, weird, somber, almost note to end it on. But thank you nonetheless. Uh, that means that we get to finish Run of Lunch for this week. Thank you to Seth and Steve for the contributions. And we get to move on to part two for this week, which is, of course, the news. Biggest news of the week. Here we go. Mario Movie Director says that Chris Pratt's Mario voice won't offend Italians. Perfect. That's that's what I wanted to hear. Excellent, excellent news. Anyway, so Tony Hawk confirmed that uh, actually the there were uh, a couple other games in development, uh, but unfortunately, Vicarious Visions uh, ended up having to abort them uh, because of the um, the Blizzard absorption, right? Yeah, that's basically what happened. Um, they w- from from the beginning there was the plan to do Tony Hawk Pro Skater one and two together, and then they were going to do three and four. And this is all from Tony Hawk, by the way. This is him like being yeah, on a. This AR's. is coming from from Mister Mister Hawk himself. Mister Existential Crisis. <laughs> he's like what fifty five. He's going through his midlife crisis. He look, I as much as I hate to say, it doesn't matter anymore. But uh, 
Doesn't matter anymore, big fella. Hey, I go to I go to Mr. Tony Hawk for all my skating games news, alright? Leave him alone. Yeah, leave Tony Hawk alone. He has a hard enough time not being recognized by air flight attendants. <laughs> How old yeah, do Hawks so true. Um, yeah, anyway. How old uh, do Hawks? They, they, uh, 12 years! He absorbs, he, he, absorbs, he, he absorbs smaller, less significant Hawks, beginning with other first names to obtain <laughs> their power and therefore live longer. One of my favorites was... Um, it, uh, someone looking at his identification and going, "Oh, Anthony Hawk, are you related to Tony Hawk?" <laughs> yeah. yeah, sure, why not? Yeah, <laughs> you could even say he's right here, right now. <laughs> Is he in the room with us? It's almost like he's wearing nothing at all. <laughs> um. Anyway, um, uh, Vicarious Visions did have the plan to make Tony Hawk Pro Skater Three and Four remastered or remake, and um. Yet instead they got absorbed into um, Activision Blizzard and Activision like set out to go and find other studios, like hear their pictures, see if they were, uh, they were up for the task. And they just like, they, they said they didn't, uh, he said that Activision didn't trust anyone else. And I mean, so I, it's I, just I... become like a head ass moment of like, so you <laughs> sent out the one developer you did trust to make this game that was selling gangbusters. Yeah. <laughs> and... What what was the thought process? Would you guys have played it? Have you guys I played? I would have. I loved the Tony Hawk games. Did you play I, three and four? Were those the shit ones? No, they were fine. I, I played. I, I played... remember playing one of. The, uh, I'm not sure if it was three or four, but I remember playing one of them on the PS1. I remember play. Well, um, I remember playing Pro Skater Four on PS2. I also played the shit out of Underground Two, and I would have loved an Underground One and Two remake. Mm, yeah, yeah. I um before all of this uh like remaster and everything uh the original tony hawk pro skater um they i guess ported it i don't know to to pc like ages ago and i picked it up and it was on sale uh on steam and i just i unironically really enjoy that game and i just i play it i just put it up and play it every so often just because it's fun yeah it's just fun um, to get in there do a couple of kickflips every now and then get some yeah, points like, and then you know forget gra- about it for a while are, again graphics are ass that's fine gameplay is fucking top quality music is banging like yeah the yeah. soundtracks in these games have always been fantastic so good and uh the things that were good with the remakes was um they couldn't get everything back from the original games but they got the ones that mattered a lot and then they filled mm. out the rest of the soundtrack with like current skate culture music oh well good job what do you reckon good skate culture music sounds like now Blizzard. it's mostly rap and r&b oh uh the um so i think my favorite uh, skating game of all time is probably still Skate 3 and that that had a really nice uh, I guess it was sort of like R&B hip hop type um, soundtrack along with it but fantastic game man I, yeah. um, I, I I know that Sony's like dancing with bringing stuff to PC please Sony for the love of God bring the Skate series to PC that's EA I know I played it on PS3 though <laughs> and I really want Sony to bring it to PC just for me <laughs> um, speaking of skate though, I didn't put it on the docket because it's not really in big news. But um, there's rumors going around that EA is ready to reveal Skate Four soon. Actually, I did see those rumors too. Yeah, okay, yeah. Point, point. I I didn't really want to put it on because it's like it's rumored it's that like they're going rumors. to reveal it soon. It's yeah, like okay, exactly. What's, what's it's like a rumor of a point? rumor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you know, while uh, we're talking about Tony Hawk Pro Skater and everything, might as well mention it. I mean, like, let, let's be real. Who the fuck is asking for a Last of Us Part 1 remaster? Uh, a surprisingly a large of... amount of people because the special edition sold out right shut away. Up. 
it's it, it, Seth. Let me let me let me sit on my high horse for a second, right, please? No, you get Yeehaw. back down here with the rest of us. Yeehaw, cowboy. Okay, well, in that case, let's just move on to the other Activision Blizzard news for this week. Well, we have. Uh, um, Should we just combine that- the two of them into one discussion point? <laughs> yep. It's all shit, regardless. Sure. Uh, <laughs> we have um, Activision Blizzard shareholders not only rejecting a board seat for employees, but uh, voting to uh, keep um, Bobby. Really want a, a slamming middle name, but couldn't think of one. Oh, Bobby, Bobby the natural one. Yeah, yeah, Bo- Bobby, perfect zero on the diversity on the diversity tool, Kodak. <laughs> Keeping him on for another year on Activision Blizzard's board. Yeah, 95% uh, of shareholders voted against having an employee representative on the board of directors. That, that like is a, an extremely like high amount. You never really have employees on the, the board of directors anyway. Um, but I don't think it was going to be an employee, but someone that represents what the employees want. Yeah. Like, you never it's, really it's, get those it's, in boards Yeah, well, anyway, that, that's like, why it's sort of weird. Like, if it wasn't Activision Blizzard... I probably wouldn't care that much. It's kind of like, yeah, no, it's not a common thing for employee representation to be on the board because they have other feedback mechanisms through internal structures of the company. But just because it's Activision Blizzard, it's like, yeah, if a company needs employee representation on a board, Activision Blizzard is probably one of the top, like, Mm. examples for it. (laughs) Yeah, it's just like there's been so much shit going on with them recently that having an employee representative would have helped them out a ton. Yeah. It would have been good news if they said yes. And now it's bad news because it's like, no, almost 100% said no. Well, I'm not really surprised. Though. That's pretty much a... I don't think there's any companies that actually have employees on the board. Usually it's just a bunch of wankers that have just put a lot of money into it and will drive it to all profits. Borders of directors, man, talk about the people in the top 10 that are going to be guillotined when I'm in charge. <laughs> <laughs> Number one, Bobby Kotick. Number two, Josh. <laughs> Number three, Josh. <laughs> Josh's opinions. <coughs> Here lies uh, Josh's takes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, unfortunately, with um, Bobby Kotick stay, uh, staying on, that means that there's a, I think there's a reasonable chance that he remains the CEO through the, the Microsoft acquisition. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised though, after Microsoft takes over. They're like, you know what? Fuck yeah, you're going big fella. Because um, Microsoft I don't especially- think they will. Really? I know Microsoft just seems to be playing a very um No, but the the problem is that it's it's the shareholders that voted to keep him, right? It I, wasn't Microsoft. So. I couldn't find a source for this, so take it with a massive grain of salt, but I heard somewhere that um that uh because Microsoft kind of is aware that they have like a deft touch when they acquire companies. So um when they bought uh, uh Bethesda, they've been very hands-off with them and just kind of let Bethesda run as their own in- independent company sort of thing. And yeah, it yeah, might Starfield do the same for Activision amazing. Blizzard. Yeah, but, but for something like this, like as Microsoft's been doing that mega push between like diversity and inclusion in recent years, there's no way that they can maintain that sort of facade and then let Bobby still stay there. I think there is absolutely universes where they maintain both facades. <laughs> Well, would they even have a board of directors after they get acquired by yeah. Microsoft? Uh, if, yeah. if they're all, all going to run like an independent, but under Microsoft's budgets, then I imagine so. 
Yeah. Oh, okay. Like they they become they become beholden to more of Microsoft's decisions, but they're still a kind of self running entity, so to speak. Like otherwise, Activision Blizzard share like the the idea of its own shares would get absorbed into Microsoft shares, which just wouldn't make any sense. Well, Zenimax doesn't have a board of directors anymore, according to my quick Google search. Um, no, we'll did they ever? Hey. Wasn't it all just Todd Howard? Um, no, he's he's just the <laughs> the man of the plan. Um, but no, I'll, 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 t- I'll, t- I'll tell you what, Steve. I'm board of directors, uh, and and this chat. So we're going to move on. Um, Jack, just because it's, being... it's winter doesn't mean we keep talking about Blizzard, eh, fellas? So just because it's winter doesn't mean we can keep talking about Blizzard, say, eh, fellas. Seth, let's Patrick, just make a save deal. Me. You and I, you and I, right now. You and I, right now. Um, Steve I gets like into Jack power. And Dexter. We no, 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 not about that. Steve gets oh. into power. We overthrow him and we use the guillotine on him first. Yes. Yes. Yeah, cool. I think Sweet. it's pronounced a guillotine, like with fish. It's a French word. You got to pronunciate the L's. <laughs> I, I'm just worried. What the worried fuck a do you mean, like the fish? Like the fish have gills? It's a guillotine. Come on, man. Have you never seen a fish before? I've never played Jack and Daxa. <laughs> you know, I'm worried that um, if we um, if we do use a guillotine on Steve, it's just gonna have a thirty percent accuracy. Ooh, good Pokemon reference. I'm a higher level, so you probably can't get me anyway. <laughs> yeah, but I'm faster. <laughs> Gen one mechanics, baby. <laughs> no, I still think. Uh, and look, it doesn't matter. Something, something semantics. I fucking I just the idea that a, a guillotine like the fish just bro get help. Honestly. <laughs> uh, anyway, Jack and Dax was being ported to the PC. Uh, this is kind well, of in the same vein of like the people that are reverse engineered to Mario sixty four and. Um, Ocarina of Time onto PC and made native PC versions of those. So someone's gone ahead and done that for Jack and Dax at a precursor legacy. Um, they've also got plans to do Jack Two and Jack Three uh, soon. Oh wait, so this this isn't an official thing, is it? This, this is, isn't an okay. official thing. No, this no, is something no, you go it's, it's and download on someone's GitHub page. Yeah, don't care. Didn't De- ask. Decompiling and uh, obtaining source code to stuff is always, uh, I don't know, like a like a goal of of people that are interested in games like. Um, uh, what was it? It's not recent anymore, but somewhere in the last year, they finally cracked. I think it was uh, was it GTA Three or was it Vice City source code? I'm not sure. I haven't heard of this. It was it was one of the GTAs. I'm pretty sure, but they finally got the source code, so that so um, uh, it meant that they uh could make some absolutely wild mods for it. Um, I don't remember the full context. I think we might have talked about it. It's been a while. Anyway, um, back to Jack and Dexter. Though. So similar process. So they they um decompile slash reverse engineer source code um painful fucking process but massive yeah it's about 80 percent done at the moment they said um but it's fully playable you just might run into bugs every now and then um also they've added some general like quality of life stuff like better subtitle controls um custom resolution better camera controls and they made the precursor orbs easier to see in the world Mm. um so yeah they're, they're doing minor tweaks to make the game like a smoother experience to play as well I and- like like say say what you will about like I don't know like gamers and the tech industry and everything else. The fact that a bunch of people are just interested enough in a game to go this far. I'm surprised really cool. Jack and Daxter of all things as well. I would have assumed other PlayStation uh, mascot platformers would have gone at first. Um, I like what I, uh, I don't know that the Crash Bandicoot or Spyro games, maybe Ratchet and Clank. I was thinking Ratchet and Clank, but Ratchet and Clank still kind of has a presence on later gen consoles, and so does I guess Spy Spyro and Crash. Yeah, I Jack's guess so. Kind of, 
really sort of relegated to the PS2 era. Yeah, you're right. They they've re-released the games. Uh, it's a, the PS2 games for Jack and Daxter are the most current ones you can play on um PlayStation. Like you can't play the um original PS2 games of Sly or Ratchet and Clank on current consoles, but you can put a Jack and Daxter games. So that's uh, also a weird loop. Hang on. Uh, I'm not sure I know where you're coming from. There's the Sly um, trilogy that you can play on. Those, like, those are on PS3, yes, but um, Jack and Daxter, the Jack and Daxter games were all released on the PS4 um, uh, PS2 emulator. And those are back compat on PS5 as well. So you can play the Jack and Daxter games on PS5, but you can't play oh, the original I Ratchet and Sly games on yeah. PS5. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, that's also weird to think about. <laughs> what, what I'm hearing is that we want to Sly 5. Yes, yes? Sly 5, definitely. Yeah, cool. Also Jack cool. 4. But yeah. it's Sly 5 and so it got like the 5 and it's L-Y. So I was like, that's how, that's how it would look like. They could use his hook cane as the 5 in the logo. Next. I mean, they could, but... Uh, anyway, moving on also. Yeah. Um, uh, also, bullying corporations work. Uh, PlayStation has announced that um, they're going to be doing NTSC options for uh, PS1 games in Asian, European, and Oceanic areas, so we won't be stuck with the PAL 50 Hertz versions anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I, did anyone get burnt by the PAL versus NTSC thing? Um, I bought Ape Escape off the, off the US store because of knowing that that was NTSC. And they only just released it in Australia today, and it's the PAL versions, so I'm glad I made that jump. But um, it's good mm. to see that they're actually going to do NTSC on, like, my, my uh, region store. <laughs> so I don't have to do a workaround if I want to buy PS1 games. Oh, I, I mean, like, harder burn than that. So I, I really liked Sly 2. And when I was uh, visiting family over in Canada, this was back, you know, before I understood technology. In other words, like last year. Anyway, uh, no, it was back like many, many, many years ago now. Uh, and Sly 2 was ridiculously cheap because it was on sale over there. And I, I remember. Oh, uh, you mean like that? It, yeah, I think it might have been. I think it might have been my dad who said, Are you sure this will work like back home? You know, it's different regions and stuff. It's like, no, it's a PS2 game. I have a PS2. Yeah. What, what, <laughs> what, what, what part of this aren't you getting? <laughs> Uh, and it didn't work. <laughs> um, I bought Sonic Adventure 1 on PC, and that was region locks. Yeah, I had a bunch of things as well. I used to buy from eBay for really cheap. And I was like, oh, it doesn't work. And my dad's like, I told you it wouldn't. I'm like, you don't play video games, Dad. Fuck you. <laughs> or at least my video game doesn't work. <laughs> and then he went out for cigarettes. <laughs> yeah. And he's, he's, no, he said he's gone out for um, the PAL version of um, Mortal Kombat Deception. <laughs> He'll, he said he'll be back any day now. You said he's I just getting that, cheat bought, codes for you. No, hang on. We're, we're in Stevie rant time. I bought Mortal Kombat Deception fucking three times. The first time, it was, a, <laughs> it was an NTSC version, and I paid like 60 American dollars. Well, I, I didn't pay. My parents paid it, but it was like my birthday present. And it took like six weeks to get here. Um, and I got it, and it didn't work. And... It, my dad's like, yeah, cool. I told you it wouldn't work. All the best, big fella. Maybe we can sell it or something. And I never, I was just angry, so I didn't do anything. And then I actually got one from a cash converters. Um, hey, shout out to cash converters. It was probably stolen from someone. But, but whatever, it doesn't matter. I got it. CEX cash converters, wherever they are, if it's secondhand, it's definitely stolen from someone. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> and then, so then I lent it to a friend and then he moved away um, and he still had it. So he's got my, Michael, you've got my fucking Mortal Kombat Deception. Give it back. Um, and then I had to buy it again. And so it literally, it took me three years to actually finish that game. I lost oh, my wow. um, Pokemon Emerald game cartridge a uh, similar way. I um, let someone uh, at school borrow it. Uh, honestly, I don't remember their name because that was... How can you oh not my God, remember their name? Almost filthy. Because it was almost 20 years ago now. I I accidentally <laughs> stole someone's Pokemon Crystal. You're a piece of shit, Seth. I am, you're, you are number one on the guild. <laughs> so oh, I borrowed it. Shit. I, you were I, that so kid. This, was, this was after my parents divorced and I, was, I, I went to my dad's place for a weekend and... um. We went to one of his friend's places and I borrowed someone's copy of like Pokemon Crystal with the full intention of giving it back. And uh, my dad just never went back to their place. Sure. Piece of shit. Playing the divorce card as well. Mad. <laughs> Fine. Whatever. Wow. Enjoy your Pokemon Crystal. Hope you'd love it. I don't have it shit. anymore. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I have bro. my Pokemon Gold though. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm. Uh, I I think it, I think it was uh, James who who I lent Emerald to and just didn't give it back. I um Be shit, James, give it back. Yeah, I know, right? I actually I like I I wound up going to his house to to try and get it back. It was like because it was um it was real unfortunate circumstances because like uh I lent it and then I and then I kind of shifted schools. <laughs> <laughs> and so, Wait a minute, this isn't his fault at all. No, no, it's definitely his fault because he was supposed <laughs> to give it back. He, he knew didn't. he knew that Patrick was shifting schools. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so I shifted <laughs> schools, but but we still lived near each other. So I went to his house, and I, I don't know if I don't know if he fucking knew it was me at the door or whether I just picked a bad time to try and like get my game back. But um, fucking no one home. So Ugh. Ugh. oh well. Oh man, Good, goodbye, Pokemon Emeralds. Boulevard of broken dreams, I say. Yep. Uh, next up on the list. Anyway, back to. Back, 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 back to, to things more, we were doing. Characters. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, so guillotines like the fish, eh? Okay. Uh, uh, does, does, Steve, Patrick, does guillotine have a have a move that um that you can do before it to ensure it has a hundred percent hit rate? What, like lock on? Yeah, like lock on. Uh, I don't think any Pokemon that can know guillotine can know. Uh, no, but any it's of a doubles moves. battle. It's Seth and I versus you. Oh well, it's just protect or something. I don't know. I'll be a ghost type Pokemon. Yeah, what are you gonna do then? Eat my ass. <laughs> you're you're a ghost type because we already hit you with guillotine. Ooh. <laughs> Have fun in Mount Pyre, bitch. <laughs> Alright, good point. Anyway. Um uh, so Steve, I, I I want you to shut your eyes. Alright. Are your eyes shut? shut? They're shut. Yep. Cool. So Alien Isolation. Pretty pretty spooky scary game, right? Uh, I haven't played it, but I have heard it's spooky. So that's 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 all we need. That's all we need. You think alien isolation, you think all spooky, right? Yeah. That's what I think. Yep. Cool. Cool. Now, what if I told you that the same people that that made that game uh also made Halo now- Wars 2. Mm, that, now that's a game I've played. Okay. Yep, you still with me? You still with me? I'm still with you. I'm still uh, with you. Yeah. Now now uh uh think about the universe where Elon Musk has colonized Mars. Right? I'm there. Yep, I'm still there. with me. I'm still it. with me. Yep. Yep. Cool. Cool. Uh, and and now this the same team, uh, is is making a a, a competitive FPS style style game. I think it's an FPS. Fuck. It's actually hard to tell. They don't actually say it. Just says uh, a shooter. 
<laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's fucking hard to tell. Um, where where you're uh, you're you're uh, fighting. Um, oh wait, other no, people. it's an FPS. It says FPS in this article. Okay, cool, cool. So it is FPS. Uh, where you're you're fighting uh, other people to to try and and make money uh, by stealing from the it, rich. Yeah, in in a game that that looks uh, kind of. Honestly, like a claymation film combined with Apex Legends. A subpar mix of Borderlands and Apex. <laughs> I wouldn't even go so far DLC. as to like think of think of Borderlands. <laughs> it's, it it looks DLC. like it's trying to do that type of cell shading to me. Mm. So, gut feeling. Out of ten, what would you give it? Uh probably a solid four. Same shit. Cool. And 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 if you were to to think of a, a name uh for a game like this, what what would you like what Ooh. what comes to mind? You you think you think like crypto billionaires you're thinking like mars is colonized you're thinking like team behind halo and alien isolation um what sort of cool memorable name would you give a game like this um brick shooters brick shoot yeah so interesting they actually they called it something really close they called it hyenas oh shit i was so close damn yeah you were yeah it was right right on the tip of your tongue Uh, i don't know what that was my name that would be my my next guess this looks like this has has have either of you seen that Crobe Cat video where he talks about um no. uh what what was the third one in the series uh like underground or not underground uh ah uh, it's like cops versus robbers oh, the one that I've, it just it just went straight onto its face I, oh my god I, I can't know its name. the game you're talking about um, payback no payday 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 was it payday yeah payday the heist no that that's Oh. No, that that that's a good game. Are you talking about APB? No, I don't know what the fuck you guys are talking about. I don't, I don't, I don't know what the fuck that oh, is either. Uh, do you think it's Lawbreakers? Do you mean yes. like yes, 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 oh, yes, Lawbreakers, Lawbreakers. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes, Lawbreakers. This, <laughs> so this description. Man, there's so many uh, games that could have come to mind. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty. Shit. I know, that's right? Sad. Well, that's the thing is the fact that fucking Lawbreakers was designed to be this big cash cow that just fell on its fucking face. Yeah, uh, um, the but- the. The the almighty quote from um Chris uh is it Chris Chris Plazensky? um Cliff Cliff Cliffy B um where he says every genre <laughs> has B. every genre has a top three um and we want lawbreak if when it comes to battle royales we want PUBG we want Fortnite and we want lawbreakers right there in the discussion with it yeah um there is a mode in uh, lawbreakers called Blitzball. <laughs> So we have Sigurd back to the start of the. <laughs> yeah. I hate it and here. Cut to black. Roll credits. <laughs> uh, but no, like the the so this is an article courtesy of IGN uh, talking about hyenas, this new multiplayer shooter. It it honestly reads like it's trying to be Lawbreakers. There is there is so little that sets this game apart from anything else that's come out in a similar field recently. I just. I don't I don't understand. I maybe this game is better than it looks. Fine, but between the trailer and the article describing the game, this ha- this is so like this is such a turn off for me in terms of what I can expect from this game. I I kind of think it's got interesting ideas. It's just the way like everything around this initial reveal is handled really badly, just like Sonic Frontiers. No, there's a trend with Sega things right now. Right. Also, this yeah. is published by Sega. <laughs> um, mm. Anyway, the um, the ideas on here are interesting to me. It's like a um, objective-based uh, 
uh, shooter where your goal is to loot the most money in the rounds, and it's um got PVE elements. It's also got PVP elements. So there's 15 players in the game split up into multiple teams of three, and uh, um there's um AI in the in the game that um are like protecting all the um the loot as well. So you're like competing against other people, uh, trying to get as much loot as you can, and they're adding, um, they've got some areas in the game maps that are like anti gravity areas, so you can like kind of fly around or lock yourself into place if you don't want to fly around. So there's interesting ideas that sound fun on paper to me. It's just we haven't actually seen the game in motion. They did a really bad. CG trailer that like sh showed a Sony Walkman and a Sonic keychain. Yeah, and, um, yeah that, it, it, it showed it showed shit. into the Spider Verse as a trailer. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so, yeah, it's like on paper this sounds interesting to me, but they need to show actual gameplay to see if it'll land. I'm just I'm just so not enthused because my my issue with this is that it it seems like. What what's being described is being similar to how Lawbreakers was described. It's like, yeah, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fast. It's gonna be an esport. It's gonna be really easy to pick up, but really hard to master. And it's like all these things that make you think that you really want it. And then you look at what the result is, and you're like, well, this is shit. This I'm also wondering if this is like Sega's super game idea they were thinking of, like the game that's going to rival other like live service games and oh hell yeah it, Fuck, it very much it looks a live like service as well <laughs> yeah it very much looks like it'll be heavy live service on this yeah can't wait to stick thirty thousand dollars into multiple premium battle passes for a skin that makes my character a different shade of color it awesome. makes me an anime honestly girl. cannot wait that's what i want the skin but, i want but but wait there's more because you know, the, the, there's so much, you know, new new and engaging gameplay. Like, characters can be action-focused. Um, uh, sorry, it, like, characters that, that are, like, engage class are action-focused, but uh, characters that are evade class are focused on nimble movement and occasional stealth. And, Is this and then there's exploit characters, which, which are, like, hackers and, and supports and healers. It's like... <laughs> it's yeah, trying to be right. a hero shooter at the same time as, like, a... Um, uh, an objective-based shooter. I guess you combine hero shooters with objective-based stuff as well, like I mean, Overwatch. It, it sounds yeah. Well, that's what I'm thinking. It sounds Overwatchy, right? It sounds not not just Overwatchy. It sounds like the uh, Battleborn. It sounds like Battleborn. Yeah, because um, oh, yeah, that, that was very objective-based. Yeah. My problem is everything in here that's designed to hype me up. I think, oh, I've seen that done in a game that absolutely crashed and burned multiple years ago. So I hope. I hope I'm wrong. I want to be wrong. I don't want a game to fail out of spite, but I just, I see this and all I see are red flags. That That's completely fair. I I want to see an actual game of this be played before I say it's a red flag for me because on paper, all these ideas sound interesting to me. Well, that's all I have to say about this. Anything more from you two? No, that's about uh, it for me as well. Yeah, not really. I'm not going to get it. Probably not, actually. It It'll probably be free to play. Yeah, I was Whoa. just thinking it's probably the Apex Legends model, honestly, but or the Overwatch Two model, <laughs> because again, Ooh. it's been done before. Anyway, um, next up on the list, Lego Brawls. Now, this one, I really feel like I should know more about it than I do, given that uh, this was first launched in Apple Arcade like three years ago, 
I've but, never heard of this game. Yeah, um, me either, until recently when they announced the console versions. Yeah. Well, okay, so for those following along at home, so um, we started off with Smash Brothers, and then we had Nickelodeon All-Stars. And, then and we now had, we have the All-Stars. No, don't forget Multiverses. Yeah, don't forget Multiverses, big fella. You weren't in that beta with us. Yes, um, I was. Patrick and I played a game together and it was absolutely horrid for him because the rollback oh, wasn't working. So or maybe I the rollback think, was working well, too well and it yeah, kept I rolling him back. <laughs> Bro, I was just, I was playing in a different, like, not even a different time zone because we are in different time zones. I was just playing in, like, a different year. <laughs> That's good, eh? Maybe every, every action would take, like, half a second to a second to complete. Oh, oof. Good uh, thing, good thing mage characters don't require skill, am I right, fellas? <laughs> Bugs Bunny out here clutching it. Just throw everything at the screen and hope it lands. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, so this uh, Lego Brawlers is much in that. Um, Smash but it's clones, also an objective-based one from what I can tell. Like, they've got game modes that are like capture the flaggy sort of things, which capture is really weird. I know yeah. capture the flag arm, like, control points, king of the hill. So It's the best game mode, to be honest, in all... In all- Multiplayer games. Always yeah, best. King of the Hills usually pretty fun. Yeah, but what do you reckon? You fellas gonna get it? Probably not. Oh. I, I just I just wanted to throw this on here because like did anyone really think of it, Lego doing a Smash clone? It <laughs> Like Ooh, it no. sounds like something that would have made sense to do, but it's just like I didn't ever consider this being a thing. But mm. I never would have thought that uh, Nickelodeon would have done a Smash clone without voice actors. Well, I wouldn't have thought that Warner Brothers would have done... Um, would, did Warner would have Brothers done a Smash Kopenetti- clone that specifically did, fucks they, up a Patrick Sinsonet connection. Yeah, I, I they, feel that, like. they, that they did you, have... Um, they mean, heavily Mizzou. relied on the Ultra Instinct Shaggy meme. Yeah, there literally <laughs> is going to be Shaggy versus fucking Superman. Like it, those were memes three years ago, and man... Here we are. We do live in a society... Imagine if I'm Multiverses gets Goku. Oh. Imagine if Multiverses gets Sora. I was... Fuck it. Were you going to say it? The, the prime <laughs> Disney character. Yeah, yeah no, that's... I was, I was about... To, you took the words right out of my mouth. Uh, yeah, just... Yeah, Sora g- should g- just g- be in all the Smash clones. Right there, so, uh, Steve. Maybe better luck next time. But next, it's going to be faster. Yeah. If, you, if you had rollback, you would have gotten it. <laughs> if you had rollback, you might have been able to make the Joker frame before you did. It's true. It's true. Uh, anyway, I don't think there's too much more to add to uh, Lego Brawls. Uh, I do mm-hmm. want to say, though, that the customization is pretty interesting because it's just based on Lego sets sort of thing. So you can keep adding, like, all these different types of Lego accessories and different, like, Lego heads, Lego bodies. So, like, making a character out of Lego is a pretty neat idea. Well, I mean, it's a... It's a, it's a Lego game, though. I, what, yeah, what, but what, I mean, like, customizing your Lego character into, like, the Lego figure you want it to be is interesting. Isn't that me? Okay. Uh, I, I typically it- am fine with the color of my character when I play Smash. I don't need the crazy Sims-level customization for who uh, for the character that's about to get I like color editors. 15-year-old online, but... I, I wish more fighting games had color editors. They're very fun, and it makes it like your character when you're doing doing it. Meh, I don't know. Uh, speaking of color editors, I realize Josh isn't here to talk about how much he loves uh, Mario Strikers. You have to stay tuned for that for next week. Um, 
Do you think also he played it? Also, I think of it. No, he definitely played it. He he made his feelings very clear, and he loves it. I thought he was um he wasn't going to get it because it was just a Rocket League clone. Patrick yeah, did a very good job of convincing him right before the podcast because um last week he said he already bought it. True, true. Um, also, random thing throwing into the news just because we sort of touched on it last week. One of the favorite things that came out of all of the giant lists of games that we had was Cult of the Lamb for me. Uh, the demo was available on Steam. I played the demo. I really enjoyed what I played, so I bought the full game. Hey, go oh, is it out or is it just pre-order? No, 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 no. So um, full game comes out either end of July or end of August. I don't remember which is which. Um, okay. There, there are a few things on the list. I think it might have been end of July, but the, the demo is available now. Uh, yeah, I demo. might have downloaded the demo. I just haven't gone around to playing all those uh, demos yet. I, I really enjoyed what I played, so I'm you know, happy to drop the, I think it was like 35-ish, or it might have been Ooh. 40. Um, Half a Dragon Ball break is. So. True, true. And not even anime, so you know, we'll have to wait and see. Anyway, um, moving back to perhaps more relevant news, who knows. Uh, the Dot Hack series. Never heard of it. Someone tell me about it. Um, it's a, So, do you know Sword Art Online? Yes. It is a RPG series that heavily predates Sword Art Online and is basically yeah, that. It is very good. Oh. The original ones came out on like the PlayStation 2, I believe. I mean, it's 20th anniversary, so probably. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, I went so, and played actually, actually like last year, year before last, I went and played through the, the GU.hack. Um, yeah, I think that's the second games. trilogy. Yeah, uh, it's quadrilogy now. They made a new one. That's um, right. Because I hired the first dot hack infection um from blockbuster and i finished it and i loved it um and then I, if i want to buy a copy of that game it's like fucking four hundred dollars because they're collector's editions <laughs> god damn i fucking so, hate collectors so much you're all pieces of shit i wish <laughs> so, our, i wish our second hand market was more like japan's what's it like in japan is it like two dollars you can find like very old retro consoles and games for reasonable prices Oof. That, that's literally all it needs to be. By reasonable prices, I assume you mean cheaper than the price of fruit and vegetables at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, you know, uh, buying a Super Nintendo in Japan is cheaper than buying a head of lettuce. <laughs> I, I always suspected that would be the case. Um, so, 20th anniversary trailer. So what does this mean? Are they bringing it back? Is this a remaster? Like, what, what's actually happening here? So this anniversary trailer was mostly about merchandise and exhibits that are going to be happening to celebrate. Um, which is a bit underwhelming in, uh, to say the least, but, um, there's also been a lot of, um, talk and hubbub around that, um, they might be remastering the original trilogy of games. Um, That's what we want, so, baby. That's what we want. Cause the yeah. fucking, the GU hacks are not very good games. Let me put that lightly. Um, I had Stockholm Syndrome, so I finished all, all of those <laughs> games and they are not very good. The story is shit and the gameplay is shitter. Dang, that's that's uh, that's disappointing because um I think my girlfriend likes the GU games a lot. She got the um the collection as well and played through them at a pretty decent pace. Um, but like, but when did she? Oh, no, I, I no, I was not a fan. The the combat is brain dead. Um, like it has all the it. Look, I'm not gonna get into it now because we could be here for a while. Especially um, since I don't have a frame of reference to talk about. Besides, I watched my girlfriend yeah. stream it and it looks fun. It's not, it's, it's probably fun for like a couple of hours and you're playing like three games and it's just long for the sake of being long. It's the story's pants on head dumb. Like it's, and just goes so much longer than what you want it to go for. Um, but at the same time, I played all three of them. So man, maybe, 
possibly the fourth one spin-off one they did. Maybe I'm the bad guy. Maybe. Maybe you are the wrong one here. Hmm. But yeah, um, yeah, uh, Infection um, remake hopefully happens. A lot of people are very, um, like, up in arms about it. Like, they, they really think it's going to happen, and I hope it does. I hope something comes out of that and, like, we get a game to celebrate this um, prim- primarily game but also multimedia franchise. Cool. Um, next up on the list, uh, Dragon's Dogma. Also 10 years. Or also- 20 years. Yeah, no, that's one's- a great game now. That's a great game. I don't think you guys should be able to talk about this because you haven't played it. Especially you. Um, I, I, like, so I like the director. You've been shilling it. But- oh, yeah, I don't give a shit about the director. Video games, video games. Um, but yeah, no, that's that's a great game, and I literally cannot. You guys probably talked about this last week, but I'm going to say it again. Holy shit, I can't believe they did like a whole direct of him saying, "Yeah, Dragon's Dogma was ten years old." Thanks for listening. <laughs> what, what a chad! Absolutely. Hey, re- chad. remember Dragon's Dogma? <laughs> yeah, hey, that was Wild. pretty good. Huh? All right, see you later. Man, an absolute chad. <laughs> I fucking love it, so no, what a great guy. Yeah. But then at the same he, time, he came out on the Xbox um, E3 a few years back, and he, he's just he, in bad um, in bad English. He just goes, "Devil May Cry is back." Yeah, what he's... a great guy. Well, if you want to play Dragon's Dogma, um, it is currently eighty five percent off on the Microsoft Store, so you can pick it up for four dollars and sixty two cents. Oh boy, this sale ends in twenty one hours, so maybe cut this part. <laughs> no, I'm keeping you know, it. Actually, it's worth it paying is, the full it is price. Also, it is also eighty-four dollars off on Steam, which is seven dollars and nineteen cents right now. This deal ends in four hours and twenty-six minutes. Oh shit! Anyway, so anyway, so this um the ten-year anniversary. I don't know what they're doing, except you can. What are they doing? Well, well, Steve banned me from talking about it, so I guess we'll move on. Well, they announced Dragon's Dogma too. That's what they did. Um, they they literally spent the entire stream just talking about like their their um ideas and what brought about the creation of Dragon's Dogma and how um how they were dealing with um concepts and putting it into game and everything and like just like the thought process of everything that was going into it. And then at the very end, they're like, "By the way, so, uh, unzips their jackets and showed a T-shirt underneath that said Dragon's Dogma 2. They did the same thing they did when um they announced Resident Evil 2 of taking off a jacket to announce a game. Yeah, this game isn't coming out for like seven years. Uh. I don't know. Capcom works on games pretty fast recently. I wouldn't be surprised if this came out like March 2024. Mm. Well, we'll have to wait and see. March wait, 2024. Uh, it's like a year and a half, basically, but within yeah. the fiscal year of 2023. Because that Speaking doesn't of- roll over until the beginning of April. Speaking Shut of- up, Pat. We're having a conversation here. <laughs> Dragon's Dogma is based. On what? Speaking of <laughs> anniversary streams. Would you like to take over, Patrick? Uh, no, 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 I'll just, no, no, fuck it. I, just, yeah, I, I, think, I think my phone's ringing, actually. I'll just, I'll just go. You just, oh, you, baby, you don't be like this. that. Come on, baby. We didn't mean it. <laughs> we, just, we just needed you to know how I feel sometimes. Oh. <laughs> You just it's never much there for less us fun the when, it's, when it's happening to me. <laughs> now you know how why, it feels. Why would I? Why would I want this? <laughs> this and yet this I somehow anything. haven't quit the podcast over it. 
This isn't anything like how they described Five Gum would taste like. <laughs> but it's how uh, Five Guys was described. There's only three of us. Very different descriptions. Anyway, speaking of um, <laughs> anniversary streams, uh, Final Fantasy VII, uh, not to be not 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 to be uh, uh, missing out on all the anniversary hype. Uh, the, decided, uh, the like the the sub series within the Final Fantasy series of itself. Because Final Fantasy VII is basically big enough to be its own franchise. <laughs> God, I hate that so much. <laughs> but don't worry, it's just the Final Fantasy, uh, the the seventh, the seventh Final Fantasy, which might be broken up into more subparts of Final Fantasy, the the seventh one. Anyway, um, they had a twenty fifth anniversary uh, celebration as well. A uh, few few things uh, talked about slash announced. I assume that that's part of what all of the. Um, uh, sort of remake chat was no uh, they just kind of they just kind of came but... up said uh, remember Final Fantasy 7 man what wild what a wild game all right see you later <laughs> remember we said it's it was crazy be because the 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 shirt that he was wearing said Final Fantasy 7's getting more remakes <laughs> yeah um yeah I, I don't I don't well I enjoy Final Fantasy 7 whichever version of it I've played I actually don't remember which version that is anymore but um, does someone that's not me want to talk about whether or not they're actually excited for bits I, of I am in? super excited about all the Final Fantasy news we got today, so um, I'll, I'll just run down the list. Uh, so first of all, Final Fantasy VII Remake oh, is- God, the list. Final Fantasy right. VII Remake is officially free from the Epic Game Store and is being released on Steam, and it also has Steam Deck support. Um, don't care, not on Xbox, didn't ask. I don't know what the Steam Deck support looks like yet. I need to see that for myself, but I what assume it's not what that the great. What does the Xbox Xbox support look like? Man, fuck! Ah, uh, you put stroke. you put a PlayStation Four or PlayStation Five disc in, and it says Oof. please put in an Xbox game disc. Hmm. hmm. That that is your Final Fantasy VII remake experience on Xbox. I'm sorry. Hmm. Um, we got merchandise, merchandise, merchandise. Spend more money on Final Fantasy VII products. Um, season three of the battle royale game was announced. They're releasing another class. Who cares? Nobody asks. Um, Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis is going into closed beta. This is kind of the um the Final Fantasy VII remake people wanted <laughs> because it's a more faithful um remake of the original game, but it's also covering like the entire extended universe. They've shown off little bits and pieces of um the Crisis Core story in there, and um. I think Dirge of Cerberus, maybe. Um, not a hundred percent sure, but um, it's going to be covering multiple entries of the uh Final Fantasy VII saga. That's going to be going into closed beta sometime this year, and there might be potential story changes because we see a younger Sephiroth in the trailer as well. Sorry, um, you mean Celine Dion? What was that? Celine Dion. <laughs> you said Sephiroth. I think you meant Celine Dion. No, no, I'm pretty sure I meant Sephiroth. There's only one pretty long-haired white anime boy in my heart. Celine Dion. <laughs> um, Final Fantasy VII <laughs> Crisis Core is getting a remake called Final Fantasy VII Crisis Core Reunion. That's coming out. So it's in the trailer because it's North American. It says winter, but for Australian viewers, that'll be summer sometime. Um, could be December this year. Could slip into January, February time. Um, that looks really good. I, I like Crisis Core a lot, so I'm excited for this. Uh, do you have any thoughts on this, Steven? Is it in Crisis? Um, but no, actually, honestly, not really. <laughs> oh, okay, I thought, I thought you um, might have played Crisis Core. No, the only, I've, I did play Final Fantasy VII, the original, well, not the original one, the, the, what, the, the, 
the Final Fantasy VII they put onto the Xbox Game Pass. I played that like two years ago. Yeah, that's the original game. Yeah, I, I think they did a couple of changes to it. Like you, like yeah, they like, like added in the fast forward feature and stuff yeah, like oh, that. That that fast forward feature, man. You, you don't realize playing those games, like older games like that, that there is no place in this universe for random battles. They like random encounters. It doesn't fucking make sense. It's shit. It ruins. Oh, no, the on a world map, it makes sense. No, it doesn't. Have the monsters up. There's no reason to have it. Hate this. Hate it. Hate it. Hate it. But anyway, yeah. No, I, I am sort of like interested and I'm very like keeping a close eye on all this stuff. Um, okay, but- so just before I get into the next notes, uh, you do want to play the remake at some point, right? If it comes to Xbox? 100%. 100%. Okay. Well, if okay, I'm not really holding my breath, but like my big problem with it at the moment is that it's one part of three and it's yes. literally like incomplete um, it's not like as if it's a standalone thing it's literally incomplete and that's why really really i hate that it's um, not entirely incomplete because it's doing its own thing so yeah, yeah remakes I, are i, I get each, that each one yeah. is still its own full narrative game sort of thing and yeah yeah it still ends on a cliffhanger yeah but um uh if you want to tune out real quickly because this trailer did kind of show a little bit of spoilers so, but uh, I can... I, 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 by the time it comes out, and the part three comes out in like 2030, and then it comes okay. to the Xbox in 2040, like I'll be an old man and I won't have um the fingers for video games because after I will have crippled me. You you can watch you can watch your children play it. Cute. Implying that he's going to have children and not in this economy, like, like like the true John Halo. Based anyway. Um, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, which is going to be the second part of the remake trilogy, got a, uh, got announced. Actually showed a trailer for it. Um, not a lot was shown, but we basically saw that they, uh, that it looks like the game's going to begin with the calm flashback from the beginning, uh, from, like, after you leave Midgar in the original Final Fantasy VII, which is Cloud explaining to the rest of the party how he knows Sephiroth and what happens to him five years before the game's events. But they also show little bits of snippets of um, Zack carrying Cloud to Midgar, continuing on the story that they cliffhangered at the end of the remake. The Crisis Core reunion thing, that's coming to Xbox. So we made yes, that is. We're very close. That, that's to coming to everything. It's even coming to Switch. Ooh. Hopefully by, by a cloud streaming. God, hopefully not. <laughs> No one I deserves said, that. I said hopefully via cloud streaming. God, that, that's, that, that's all I want in life, honestly. So the joke there is that because the main I character of Final joke Fantasy is. VII is called Cloud. That's People have really made funny. that joke multiple times and it's never funny. I will continue to make that joke. Um, I hope he's also not in got, Strife. We also See, got See, that's multiple, funny because um, Cloud's last name is Strife. <laughs> and I'm just for all the people that haven't played Final Fantasy VII at home. What a name. My heart, my heart will move on. You see, which is funny because that reference is Celine Dion's greatest single. We also got multiple messages from the directors and producers of the game, uh, basically saying that, um, that they decided on doing a trilogy and that, like most trilogies, um, Rebirth is going to be like based on the all-time greats that are like what you expect a second part of a trilogy to be, which kind of sounds like what you expect from like um empire strikes back or terminator 2 i guess where things the are starting parts. to get to the lo- lowest point 
um so the characters like by the end of this game the characters will probably be like at their lowest point in the story arc and they'll need to rise up uh above um some uh god i'm blanking on the word but i'll probably go go up to when uh, are we allowed to say final fantasy 7 spoilers or we yeah go ahead for final fantasy 7 spoilers yeah um it probably goes up to when like cloud like skitters hours in like a wheelchair I think it's going to be just before that where he puts he gives Sephiroth the black materia at the northern crater. Because oh, yeah. right after that the yeah. weapons wake up, everyone gets separated, and then like you're not in control of Cloud for a while and you gotta go find him and then that's when that, you find him in the wheelchair. Yeah, that yeah, that's a good point actually. Yeah. So Man, I think I, yeah. That's such a good story. Yeah, seven's great. Yeah, I, they don't make him like they used to. Yeah. Um It's they also done. Is it Ares or Aerith? I always forget. Aerith. But Aerith. So it's Ares dying for me. Yeah, Ares is um the original game's Local, translation local, for yeah, it. The, but the it, localization, like, yeah. Yeah, but the localization was scuffed. Yeah. Like really badly. Um they're also saying that um they're trying to get the second part out two years after the original, which is a weird thing to say, but now I've realized that they probably mean mean like two years fiscally, because this is probably going to release um, at the beginning of 2024 as well, because they, they put a tra- at the end of the trailer, they said it'll be releasing next winter, which should cover next December to, uh, February. So, um, yeah, they're probably talking about fiscal years and not, like, actual years, because, <laughs> um, the original came out 2021, I think. No, it's 2020. No, it's 2020. Oh, no, no, they said three years, three years, my bad. So maybe um, the next part will be another three years after that. Yeah, don't hold your breath. They've got a lot of Final Fantasy VII projects to do. They do. They, they've got so many things in the pipeline for seven. I'm, yeah, you I'm were expecting... right. You're right. It's its own franchise at this point. Like, there's that yeah. Battle Royale game they've got on mobile. Um, yeah. That Final Fantasy cart. Um, well, it's the Chogura race, I think, but whatever. Yeah, and Crisis Core, I expect, will have some change in that game um, for the remake. <laughs> Uh, that'll tie yeah. it in into the re the remake series as well. It has to, it has to. But yeah, very exciting time for Final Fantasy VII fans. Um, I I'm very excited to, uh, for everything they did, except for the battle royale. No one cares about that. Mm. Well, I'm done. I'm happy to move on. My Final Fantasy VII cup runneth over, as they say. So next, we move on to um a bunch of interviews came out with um Naoki Yoshida for Final Fantasy sixteen, and we got a lot of decent information to come out from those as well so um i'm just going to borrow a list that um someone on twitter uh at stream boom uh d-r-e-a-m-b-o-u-m thank you so much for writing up this list because it's going to be very 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 helpful for this next segment um so there'll be party members in the game they haven't shown those in the trailer but there will be people that sit um uh, traveling the world with uh, the main character Clive, they will not be controllable though. They'll have um, they'll be controlled by AI, and I believe you can like issue orders to them um and make Sounds them like use Final skills Fantasy and stuff. 15. Yeah, Final Fantasy fifteen, pretty maybe. similar to Final Fantasy fifteen. Um, it's, but they might have they might do the Final Fantasy fourteen thing where during certain story segments you'll control another party member instead of playing as Clive and see something from their perspective when uh clive isn't around so that's that's also an interesting take that and that's something they added into final fantasy 14 right before um 
Shadowbringers came out, and a lot of people love that feature. Um, it's not going to be an open world game, but there'll be large areas that you can kind of explore. Um, and in particular, four of these areas are going to be very, very big. Um, but if you want to play it in like a just point A to point B destination, just kind of explore, uh, go through the story, don't explore too much, you can definitely play in that way. But it's also got uh, side quests and hunt systems and other small bits and pieces for you to kind of like explore the world and kind of like soak in everything and take it at your own pace. Which is kind of my preferred method. This is like the Final Fantasy XII method of um, yeah, of it does seem design. Like, yeah, that'll be pretty good. Yeah, um, there'll be a skill tree. There's there's going to be a skill tree for each icon, and you can respec each build as you want. Yep, it's RPG. Yep. Um, summon fights are going to be varied. So we saw uh, even in terms of UI, they'll be varied. Um, they didn't really show that off in the trailer because they didn't want to give too much away. But um, yeah, they they said that like some fights might be 3D shooterish, some might be like a pro wrestling match, some might be like some might be like a big war battlefield, and these are all fully playable. Um, so yeah, it's just uh that that's an interesting thing to me, like handling all the different summons as different styles of games and styles of fights. What do you guys think? I have no thoughts. Yeah, I have no <laughs> thoughts as well. It's just. <laughs> I wear the videos like it's they can say this they can say that where are they um yeah I'll wait till it comes out like I'm keen for it but fair enough um they also mentioned that um when you're fighting summons um you can also fight them as like humans uh, fight them while you're human sized uh before fighting them as like a big kaiju fight which is funny to think about to me that's Um, sort of like a bit like Monster Hunter a little bit, but more of a giant scale than Monster Hunter has. Yeah. Um, they're, they're not doing an extended, like, universe like Final Fantasy XV did, so there's no movies, no reading material. It's just everything will be in the game and the story will be fully complete uh, within the game itself. So they're, they're, these interviews had a lot of um, targeted attacks at Final Fantasy XV as well. It, it's not targeted. It just seems like they know where they went wrong with Final Fantasy 15. They've used it yeah, as like a... Yeah, it's not even like the director was saying he hated 15 himself. He said he was a fan of the game, but there was a lot of um, yeah. fan inputs about like their impressions of 15, like how 15 was handled. And like even some fans are saying they didn't like Final Fantasy 15, so they haven't even bothered to look at trailers for Final Fantasy 16. Yeah, people say, say that all the time and then it comes out and everybody loves it and they all play it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Same thing with, like, Elden Ring. That came out, and everybody loved it, and then everybody wore it. Yeah. And then people were trying to make bad headlines out of it, saying, oh, look, the player base is dropping. And it's like, yeah, everyone finished the game. Yeah, because literally, like, yeah, now show the all-time peak. <laughs> like, it does make sense. Yeah. Um, but it, but the- it is sort of good that they acknowledge what... Because Final Fantasy fifteen, like, while I enjoy it... Um, it has a whole bunch of it has a whole bunch of problems around its extended universe and yeah, the story in the game itself. Yeah, and you can definitely tell there are bits where it's like, oh, huh, something else uh, should have been there. Um, it's missing, and the DLC was shit as well. Very short, and they cut DLC, and they they were 
Trying the to DLC was also the things that felt like they specifically cut content out of the game to make around that. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, uh, Prompto got pushed off a train. Wonder what happens to him for the yeah. next three chapters. Yeah, and he comes back and he's like, yeah, cool. I'm much more, I'm better with how I feel about myself. I'm like, didn't ask and, big fellow, but all the best for you. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Gladiolus yeah. is just like, oh, hey, I, I feel really bad about how I handled that fight. I'm going to go do my training arc DLC. Yeah. And then he comes back and he's got covered in scars. He's like, how was it? Nah. He's like, hey. Yeah. And then, and then Ignis is like, hey, I'm blind now. Oh, shit. How Why? did that happen by my DLC? But yeah, no, oh, fuck, Ignis's DLC. Now we're doing Ignis's DLC is actually very good. That's I the best his. one by far. Yeah. But then it also started a trend of them like being very afraid of the... Um, the, the ending they wrote for 15 and started making alternate endings and it's like yeah guys you're ruining the one thing i actually liked about yeah. the game <laughs> fucking coward um yeah anyway back on 16 um the kingdom hearts team is has been helping the uh the main team with um combat and boss battles which is a good choice because um the kingdom hearts team does pretty good jobs with um action gameplay and this is like the um the 16th team first time tackling a single player game, I think. Do, 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 do. Oh, um, so like every good uh, Final Fantasy game, there was a super technological civilization that collapsed 15,000 years before the events of 16. And um, you'll find the ruins of um, those civilizations as you explore the world. 1,500 years. Yeah, 1,500 years. 15,000 would be like... A little too much. Yeah, it's too much. Yeah, that would be kind of insane. It should have been 1,600 years, though. True. Um, they confirmed that there'll be two time skips in the game, so you'll, you'll play as Clive while he's a teenager, and while he's in his 20s, and while he's in his 30s. Uh, there'll, there'll be a story mode of the game, like, in terms of difficulty, where you'll have accessories that help uh, tone down the combat, uh, so you can just kind of uh, go at the story at a good pace. There'll be an action mode for people that enjoy um, action gameplay and get a challenge. And then after you beat the game, they'll unlock a hard difficulty. Um, here, is a, here is the thing that will very, very heavily annoy Steve and would have made Josh rage. Apparently, there will be a DMC-style score system in stages. Yeah. Oh, I thought you would have been more annoyed by that. I'm just, this is all what they're saying. Let's sort of wait. And, well, this and see is the how summary. they handle it. This is the summary of what the developers have said literally to sell the game. Let's, um, let's wait. Fair that enough. Because you still um, been promised a lot of things um, before. There will Not, be a photo yeah. mode included in the, into the game. I'm shocked. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think the most um, useless things. Garbage. I Bro, like photo modes. They're kind of fun. literally a screenshot nah. button. I I got yeah. yeah, it is. But I also had fun with um Spider Man Miles Morales taking photos with the ga- uh, the cat backpack. Yeah, well, how to you, I guess. Um, I'm not gonna tell you how you had fun, but bloody Monster Hunter World actually weaponized the photo mode, where it became a progression thing to take photos in photo mode of things in the world. Drys did that as well, didn't it? Shit, maybe. But World World it did it extensively, and admittedly, there were a couple of cool moments, but. At no point have I thought, oh, there's this cool moment happening in front of me. I'm going to pull out my camera and take a photo yeah. of it. This camera that I've already taken off my hotbar. Yeah. Um, a thing that I kind of like in a terms of like how they're handling the development of the game is that 16 started development with four people just 
going out and hashing out ideas just to 100% clarify what they wanted the game and story to be. And then once they got that vision nailed down, that's when they started putting the team together to actually make the game. So you could say that we're about to witness their Final Fantasy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, Finally. So going off that, I wanted to mention this as well but, uh, earlier when you were making the Final Fantasy joke, but um, Yoshi P also said that when, um, when he was taking over for 16, uh, Kitase, one of the producers over at Square Enix, um, he sat him down and basically said, look, Final Fantasy isn't like this one stagnant thing that it has to be. Um, Final Fantasy is just what you think you can make the greatest game is, sort of thing. Like, what's your ultimate game? Go and make that. That's, that's Final Fantasy to you. Neat. Too bad it was shit. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad 15 was bad. It wasn't bad. It's um, and the last thing that was mentioned is that they've got another trailer plans that'll go more into the story and lore of the world, and that's set for uh, fall this year, so probably around TGS. And that's all the 16 news. Um, I was very happy with everything they announced, uh, they talked about in these interviews. Um, it's It was a pain in the ass to get this information together because it was spread out over multiple different websites with multiple different um, information coming from one place or another. So again, thank you, Dream Boom, for putting all that into one good list for me to read out of. Neat. Um, mm. Yeah. And the last thing on the list is Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Which, That's... again, I have a zero basis for, so... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it, because um, I did that big whole direct thing this morning. Um, yeah. Um... um... Yeah, Honest, honestly, there's not a whole lot we can really talk about with the direct because it's mostly like a visual story stuff. and gameplay. <laughs> yeah, it's all very very visual, and you need to watch it for yourself. But there's some uh, some neat things to talk about, like um, the characters in the games all only have ten years to live. They're they're born uh, as fully grown uh, characters. They have ten years to live their life in constant war, and then they die. Um, and their war is basically, like, whenever they kill someone else, it's, um, fueling the other, it's fueling their nation, um, and they're just, like, living in a constant world of, like, battle to help their nation become stronger. So that's an interesting premise for the game. Um, uh, there's, uh, they also showed off, like, how the class system works in the game, so you've got multiple, um, attacking types uh defending types and medic classes and um you can freely switch your characters between like the different ones uh you'll have um seven characters in field you've got your six main characters that are always in the party and then you have a seventh member that's swappable out but um as you're unlocking those extra hero characters they call them um you can learn their classes for the six main characters as well so they're not like entire their their gameplay style isn't entirely locked out if you're not using them in your party, and yeah, that's about it that I really have to talk about for the game based on the direct. I watched that for I've watched that during our break, and yeah, there wasn't a whole lot that could be gleaned from it in talking points. I guess the only 
other thing is that they announced the season pass will be coming to the game for 25 at uh, 30 american dollars fuck i hate and, season um, passes i hate the fucking gaming industry how it's fuck gone this way i fucking hate it but yeah. diablo immortal did it so well i think fuck you how's tiny <laughs> tina's going big fella <laughs> oh it, actually that's some surprise um uh finishing news which i'll, I'll oh, tack on to the end but yeah i'll let you finish <laughs> um the season pass is basically minor things until hey december next year we're going to release a big story uh, next story year. scenario oh. Yeah, December next year, they're going to slowly roll out a bunch of things um, that are, like, very minor, like, challenge mode stuff or side quests or, like, new hero characters to add to your party. Um, but, yeah, nothing major is coming from this season pass until that major story um, scenario comes out next year. And the last little bit was that um, if you put a... If you use the Shulk Amiibo in this game, you turn the main character's weapon into the Monado. And that's it. Uh, 25 minute direct summed up in, what, five minutes? Thereabouts. Uh, so, the final piece of news that we're going to touch on. Uh, speaking of Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, uh, pra- praise be, praise be, um, it's finally getting actual DLC <laughs> in the form of a uh, seventh playable cl- uh, class announced which is really cool it's not coming as part of the third dlc pack which was also announced it's coming as part of the fourth dlc pack but the third dlc pack was announced it's called the molten mirrors uh which i'm 99 percent sure that sounds like another chaos mode thing yep i'm i'm already just convinced that that's the case however the seventh playable class will be a i don't know it's it's not even a nice change it'll just be nice it's it's great that I've spent 35 bucks on Season Pass DLC to get a 7th playable class, because that's really all I've got out of it so far. Um, the other big announcement is that it has finally finished its exclusivity window with Epic Games, and it's coming to Steam. Oh, nice. It's yeah. finally releasing on PC yeah. properly. Very good. <laughs> yep. Uh, so, a bit of a mixed bag of news. Uh, really wish they would do oh, any I got, other I got DLC. one more thing I want to add on at the very end of this, just as a joke gag. We started with a joke, okay. we should end with a joke. <laughs> but, well, we, we are. We're ending with Tiny Tina DLC. But, um, uh, no, the, uh, I, I suspect, uh, I, I don't know if this is true. This is entirely rumor-based. But uh, they didn't do any um, extra playable class in Borderlands 3 because to develop an all-new class and balance all the skills and everything is very development-intensive. So... They did it, obviously, with, like, Krieg and Gage and stuff in Borderlands 2. I don't know if they did it in pre-sequel or not, but they, they specifically said they weren't going to do it in 3. And so, as part of Season Pass 2 slash the DLC pack, they gave everyone an extra character tree instead. And that was pretty good. That, that spiced stuff up a bit. I, I have a sneaking suspicion they were never going to do a 7th class, but because of how badly all of the DLC for Season Pass 1 has been received, someone at Gearbox was like, hey, we need to do something. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like not very. I feel like if if they were to do a seventh playable class, I feel like if if they if that was always the intention, they would have announced it before now. But the fact that we're now on DLC pack three, and it's I still don't understand how anyone at Gearbox looked at Tiny Tina's and went, you know what, they're going to really like it uh, as like end game content, more of the same. Yeah. (laughs) So. So the fact that the seventh playable class isn't even available as part of DLC th- pack three, DLC pack four, I'm I'm 
I'm so like in the rumor mill assuming that this was done because of some hastily cobbled together meetings after how abysmally DLC 1 was received and damn fucking right because currently season pass 1 is only good for the seventh playable class I don't know anyone that would want to go out of their way to pick up any of the DLC uh, otherwise but that's all I'll say about Tiny Tina's I'd still recommend buying it on Steam just don't touch the season pass <laughs> Maybe pick up the seventh playable character if you can, but That's good don't, advice. don't fucking touch the season pass. Uh, what was your final joke gag thing? Uh, so I don't remember if we talked about it last week, but um, there was a glitch in the US uh, PSN where Tekken 2 came out for 10,000 US dollars. Uh-huh. Um, now that Tekken 2 has hit the Australian door, it is not that much, but it's 600 Australian dollars. Oh, that's much more affordable. Much more affordable. Maybe, uh, maybe someone will buy it for me. You can emulate it, big fella. It's free. But then I don't get trophies. Uh, well, how much are you paying for? <laughs> uh, that's, yeah, a um, couple hundred bucks from the trophies. I'm getting, I'm going, I'm achieving hunting, um, the Mass Effect Legendary Edition at the moment. So. Oh, I, I 100% of that one. Which ones do you have left? Um, I just started. Like last week, so I still got heaps to go. Um, I'm like oh. halfway through the first one. Um, man, Mass Effect One really just does just give everybody four times as much health on Insanity, doesn't it? On on Insanity, yeah, yeah. <laughs> At least in two and three, I, I vaguely remember them being like a bit smarter, like the AI. Um, but it's literally uh, just everyone just becomes a fucking bullet sponge. Yeah, and it's like, well, at least you can't run out of ammo. Um, anyway, yeah, that's for a discussion for another time. Hmm. Good point about the ammo, though. Very true. Underrated, uh, un- underrated point. Um, anyway, that does bring us to the end of the news this week. I really didn't think it was going to be a bumper news section, yet Seth made sure that it was. Thank you, Seth. <laughs> You're um, welcome. The Final Fantasy list was my power hour. It's just nothing but lists on lists on lists. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I, again, look at the audience question and think we probably don't have time to get into a meaty philosophical question like that one so uh quick gut feeling this was kind of, this is the one that uh, uh i thought about doing last week but uh ended up skipping over but i think it's still relevant because i'm still doing lists um gut check i don't think it'll require too much discussion uh something like e3 all the developers come together for a big expo versus uh something like I'm not even gonna say nintendo direct but like something smaller scale you know where like individual publishers or like individual groups go and like you know go like hey you know th- this is this is the stuff that we've been working on. Uh, obviously, we haven't had an E3 this year, so... What, next what year for think? sure. Yeah, next year for sure. Definitely, 100%. Keep telling yourself. But what, what, which, 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 which one do we think is a better format? Um, I think a healthy mix of both is good. Like, um, having an E3 where... Uh, okay, so Summer Games Fest this year basically took E3 spot and everyone did their own usual thing. The problem is that too many people did their own thing and it floated out even more like the um, Dragon's Dogma anniversary stream could have just been inside the Capcom stream. The Capcom stream could have been put into the Microsoft stream, honestly. And the Microsoft stream should have been put into the Nintendo Direct. Yeah, and Sony had their thing where they did um, third parties. So if Capcom wanted, they could have talked about some of their stuff on that instead and uh, put made the Sony thing longer. Um, because they kind of did. They they revealed Resident Evil 4 there. 
um, they talked about Street Fighter 6 there, and then when the Capcom stream happens, they're like, yeah, so we already talked about Street Fighter 6, so this is just a reminder it exists. Here's three <laughs> seconds of Resident Evil 4 gameplay, yeah. and then they fill out the rest of the time with, like, new announcements that they could have put in other shows. So, yeah, like... So I, I, I can't tell which one you're in favor of. You've, you've described the situation. Yeah, so are you, you seem in to be in favor, favor of both. Three or... No, no, so, this, sorry, this, this is where I get back on topic. So having an E3 or Summer Games Fest event is good, and I like those a lot. It's just that everyone in that specific time frame need to get their shit together and do a good schedule and not like, oh, I have five announcements, I should do my own stream. Um, but on the other hand, I do like Nintendo Direct. I do like um, PlayStation State of Play. I like when Xbox attempts to do their own thing as well every now the and showcases. then. showcases. Yeah. yeah, their showcases. I think... It's I, just, those are good every now and then, and they need to be meaty when they happen. Yeah. It, it's okay. not good when it's a 10-minute presentation, and then, okay, bye. The only thing I'd say... Or, um, was, um, it, was it one of the Nintendo ones where it was like a 30-minute like countdown timer and then a 30-minute stream? Yeah. I think that was the Capcom one that happened this year. Oh, maybe. I don't know. It was one of them where it was just like the, the entire stream was double the length of the actual show because of the countdown. Yeah. Yeah. I will say one thing, because I'm probably more in the camp of, um, I like the real point of having an E3 or a, or a Summer Games Fest in person is so that everybody can go and network and all that type of stuff. Um, and I don't really care about that. I do like the, just the showcases of the videos. Um, yeah, because we can't, we're not, we're not there, so we can't go and play it yeah, ourselves like, when those happen. Like, I would like to go to E3 one day if it does come back, but then at the same time, it probably goes in millions. Next year, bro, 100%. Well, it's probably just like really shit. It just smells of just unwashed bodies. And That's even big. then, it's like something big needs to happen at E3 to make it worth it. Like, the last yeah. big thing I remember everyone was excited about was when they announced the 7 remake and had that um, big demo there, and like everyone was on board for that. Yeah, people were going fucking mental. Um, but I, I'm a big fan of, like, what Nintendo does, how they, like, shadow drop direct. It's like, oh, hey, check back in two days. We're announcing the new Pokemon game. Like, I fucking love that. Um, I really, like, because I'm just excited for, like, two days going, fuck, what are they going to do? What are they going to do? And then they do something like, fuck, that was sick. I'm a really big fan mm. of, like, the shadow drops. Like, I, I hate these things. Like, uh, like Xbox and Bethesda said they were doing their showcase literally, like, like they said it in, like, April. Like, oh, yeah, tune in and... Like June, I'm like I don't care. Like the momentum's lost. Give me that two day excitement. Yeah, can't wait, can't wait. Um, it it does give you a lot more hype for it. Fair enough. Uh, I broadly agree with Seth. I think there's there's merits to both. The only other point that I'll say is that, um, what I do like about something like E3 is that, uh, everything is sort of set to a schedule, so you know that if you're tuning into E3, you're tuning into, kind of, what it is that you want to watch. You know what I mean? But when mm, everyone's, everyone's scheduling their own shit, uh, you end up with these weird political things of, oh, well, if, if we announce something big at the same time as, as you know, a, a rival announcing what they're doing, uh, we think more people will tune into our thing. And then it just means that, you know, people that want to watch both get fucked because they can only watch one. Yeah, that reminds <laughs> me because... catch up on the other one. <laughs> that reminds me because um, uh, I forgot to mention it in the news section, but the um, Final Fantasy Seven anniversary and the dragon's dogma anniversary streams were at the exact same time and exactly Dragon, my point dragon's dogma 2 was announced at the exact same time that the Final fantasy crisis core remaster was being shown off 
yeah so that that's the one advantage that something like e3 has but at the same time uh if you're like a small indie developer it you know e3 is your make or break moment whereas having a more scattershot schedule means that you can try and attach to a bunch of different places to promote your game so yeah merits to both but the the cross scheduling thing is one thing that i fucking hate because it's done it's always done intentionally <laughs> um but yeah well all i have to say on that any final thoughts from either of you no i yeah. i'm good <clears throat> i i made my answer long-winded enough that i don't need to talk more yeah they both have their merits but it is what it is well uh thank you to um uh what was the name uh dan thank you to dan for that question uh if you dictator also, dan you know, what <laughs> never mind that's very australian the fuck are you what? look it doesn't matter skip him skip him that <laughs> joke is literally like two years old <clears throat> and it's not funny um Anyway, if you or someone that you know has a question that you'd like us to answer, get in touch. Uh, we're on Facebook at Fast Travel Lounge, on Twitter at Fast Travel Lounge minus one of the L's, or on good old Gmail, Lounge at gmail.com. If you're listening on a platform that allows you to rate, subscribe, comment, share, uh, we suggest that you do so. Helps us with the algorithm, getting our name out there. You get to listen to Seth talk about how much he fucking loves lists and doesn't shut up about it for hours. Um, Man... This one was because it's Final Fantasy. Last time it was because everyone decided to make a list. <laughs> final list, list, uh, final list to see. I don't know. Never mind. Man, just interjections from both of you have just been fucking dog shit in the past two minutes, bro. What happened? <laughs> it stopped you from uh, talking, didn't it? Well, okay, true. Egg on my face. <laughs> um, but that does bring us to the end of episode 29 for Fast Travel Lounge. Uh, anything crazy happening over the next week? I might play Limbo. That's pretty crazy. Mm, crazy. Um, yeah. Well, well, I'm probably going to talk about Deathloop unless there's something more relevant to talk about. Um, what am I doing? <clears throat> I'm playing No More Heroes, um, number one. I'll probably talk about that. I'm also watching Doctor Strange tomorrow. Because it's out on Disney Plus. And, uh, and then you can side with the dark side. The correct uh, way see. of viewing that it's not a very good film. Yeah, let's see. It's a film. It's one of the films of all time. It's so Morbius. It is. It is one of the films of all time. That's true. That's true. Seth, anything from you? Uh, I plan on not recording next week because Sunbreak will be out the same day we record the podcast. Oh, shit. Oh, we don't care about that. None of us actually care about Monsanto, do we? We've never mentioned it on this podcast. Absolutely not. Well, (laughs) next week will be interesting. (laughs) (laughs) It'll but just be I... Steven talking as we're all playing Monster Hunter. <laughs> I have been Patrick. I've been joined by Seth and Steve and Josh in spirit, perhaps, maybe. Who knows? Um, as I say, this has been episode 29. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll catch you next time. Goodbye. Uh, happy birthday, my Oz tag team. Uh, Lords of Tagtown. Sorry I couldn't make it at training, but I got you your shout out. <laughs>